Uh, you're listening to the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. <clears throat> Wholesome. Independent. <clears throat> Free. <laughs> Thanks be to games. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 183 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Merrick. Will. Corey. That was Matt the Band with the song Bigfoot playing us in, too. Uh, today's episode is our 2015 Games Preview Part 2, where we covered the unscheduled releases. Now, even since last week when we when we did our Part 1, which was the, the scheduled releases, there's been a few games that have been announced since then. I don't think any of them have hard release dates yet but it's quarter one quarter two so it could be could be any time in there i got one you do yeah okay we'll, we'll get there right yes or, or is it okay uh so yeah the oh today's date i don't i want to remember to do the date 22nd every week yeah january 22nd 2015 if you're listening to this maybe at the end of the year and seeing what we're thinking of games before they come out does anyone have anything they want to tease for later Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Played more Shovel Knight. Uh, I will also tease H1Z1. Mm-hmm. I got maybe 45 minutes in of that before I came over here. Nice. You were th- you threatened to call in sick. I did. I did threaten to call in sick, and that was before I even played it. Right. And then when I did <laughs> play it, I really wanted to call in sick, but I'm such a trooper that nice. I made it to work. Very nice. Uh, anyone else? Corey, you have anything you want to tease? Same thing for me, four weeks in a row, just Dragon Age and Hearthstone. Gotcha. Dang. Will? I got some stuff. I dabbled with a bunch of different games this week. Uh, Monument Valley, uh, Advanced Warfare, The Walking Dead, Season 2, and Costume Quest 2. Cool. Sounds good. Saw you playing Costume Quest. Yeah, Yeah. so did I. I thought about messaging you, seeing if you wanted to play something with me, but I was like, ah, fuck him. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have. No, I I wanted to play Show All Night anyway. Yeah. Excellent. I want to play that, by the way. I got it. All right. Download it. Well, we'll do that. I have it on 3DS. Uh, Corey, get us started with Nibble Bits. I have a lot of Nibble Bits this week. A lot of big news. Yeah, it's been over a week, too, so mm-hmm. that's part of the It week. has. And I will lead off with my favorite news story of the week. A small Filipino village banned Dota after the game led to multiple acts of violence and murder. <laughs> All right. Why is that uh, your Kota- favorite one? Kotaku ran that headline today. Um, well, because it finally proves that video games lead to violence. Oh. We can, <laughs> we can shutter the podcast and uh, move to something call a little it, more. Call it a day. Friendly. Well, there's there's that one, and then there's the guy, the Call of Duty player, that, what was his neighbor, a neighborhood kid? That he beat that, up? That, that, yeah. Because he was baiting That him? was baiting him, yeah. There's that that one, too. <laughs> uh, that the, the name of the bad. town is Salawag. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but it doesn't really matter i guess uh that decision to ban ban outright you're not allowed to play it in that town uh was made by government officials after meeting with computer cafe owners who were complaining that uh the game was making children more violent um and apparently in november two teenagers were stabbed and killed um as a result of an argument about Mm. the game 
It's nutty. Yeah, and it is the original Dota, which apparently is still popular in the Philippines. The Warcraft 3 mod version. Huh. Whereas the rest of the world has moved on to Dota 2. Yeah. I was just going to say, why, why aren't they playing 2? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably... I don't know. Do they have Steam in the Philippines? I, I was going to ask if that one if that one you can do like local matches and stuff, and maybe that's what was the cause of, At the, of computer the violence cafe. outbreak. Yeah. Or maybe they hate Valve and just don't want to play the new one. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I gotta say, I like a g- good competitive atmosphere. <laughs> I do sure. too. Honestly. You know? Yeah. As long as I have some beers. Winner take. <laughs> winner take all. Yeah. Including lives. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, moving on. There was a couple gaming-related announcements from the Windows 10 event yesterday, which, Dan, I think you watched a little bit of. I watched the whole thing. It was two hours oh, long. Wow. Yeah. It was longer than that, wasn't it? Uh, I think, I, think I watched for two hours, and it had already started when I tuned in. It was probably just about over. I think it was only a little over two hours when it, when oh, it was okay. done. Uh, I was bored for most of it. Yeah. Um, until the gaming stuff started, and then the hologram stuff. Yeah, uh, that was pretty much the only thing that was really interesting to me. Um, but the the gaming things they announced was uh, crossplay between your Xbox One and your PC, um, crossplay multiplayer in the game. I, I imagine um, it's going to be specific to each game, but uh, the one they demonstrated was Fable Legends. Uh, we'll see what other ones. I assume more of the Xbox exclusives will have the probably crossplay. Smite. Yeah, Smite probably is definite. No, actually. Um, and I only know that because when I was watching uh, the Smite World Championship, they talked about that. And they determined that the best experience for Xbox Smite players would be to not play with PC oh, Smite I see. players. I see. Because yeah. of, of the buttons yeah. and stuff and, and mouse and keyboard. Although, yep. wow, that's third person. It might not be. Well, yeah, it probably would be different. Anyway. Yep. Um... They had a couple. They had another reason for that, but I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Maybe a game like Crackdown. I imagine they'll have multiplayer of some sort. Might be a good match. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But the other thing they announced was streaming from your Xbox One to your Windows 10 devices, uh, tablets included. This is a la the Steam in home kind of deal. Uh, what else does that? The Nvidia. Yeah. Doesn't that push to Android? Yep devices yeah there's the the Um, shield tablet itself but if you have any android device and a nvidia card you can use limelight to push to your tablet or phone there you go so there's that uh did i miss anything that was that was was a big kind of one of my predictions that came true that's true yeah Um, Yeah, it was it was was kind of a secondary prediction i predicted predicted they, they would launch a specific device for streaming, but I said uh, piggybacking on that that they would release some way to stream games to devices. So yeah, that's one. I don't know, Dan. Me. We'll uh, we'll determine that at the end of the year. Well, I'm, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> when the time is right, I, I at least remember that I made that prediction. Ah, uh, Dan, I don't know. Could have been you me. said that. You said that in our group chat, and I was like, "What were my predictions?" And I couldn't, for the life of me, remember a single prediction. Really, I only remember I one of mine. Mm. I remember all mine. I think. Oh, you know what? I think one of mine came true, too. But we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, moving along. The Elder Scrolls Online is ditching its subscription plan. I think everybody sort of saw this coming. The subscriptionless ESO will be called Tamriel Unlimited, and it's going live on PC March 17th, uh, and consoles PS4 and Xbox June 9th. 
Uh, any interest from the console owners for Elder Scrolls Online on your console? If I have to purchase it for $60, no. Yeah. Not even a little interest. Yeah. That's a lot. I would be uh, interested in playing it now that it doesn't have a subscription. That's the only thing that's barring me from playing like MMOs. I know Guild Wars. I put my time in in Guild Wars, but you, from playing another one. You know you can use mine. Just download it and play it. Yeah. Because if it's free now, like you all can download it and try it out. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I thought about it myself, playing it again for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if I already owned it like Will, then I would. Yeah. But uh, to pay $60 for that, I'm not going to get $60 worth out of it. I just don't have the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a guild, the guild war. That's what Guild Wars is. You know, you still have to buy the game, right? But then yep. you Yeah. It's, it's, I think they call it pay to play model. But I got most. that for 20 bucks. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a that's and definitely, it's a super, I mean, it's a superior game, sure. In my opinion, it, it, you're right. If it wasn't full price, I mean, I don't. I think I don't know how many people that aren't willing to pay for the game would pay for it just because there isn't a subscription. You know what I'm saying? I kind of phrase that weird. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. You think there's enough people that now that there's a subscription, they'll go out and buy the game? Not no subscription, they'll go out and buy the game. I think there's a certain amount of people that'll do it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That uh, was that was one of the allures of Guild Wars too for me was that you I didn't have to pay a subscription because I didn't know like I never know month to month how much time I'm gonna have to play and canceling and renewing your subscription is a pain in the balls and expensive even if you do want to play a lot you know and Elder right. Scrolls is a big name yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, I imagine a lot of people uh, especially console owners will probably buy it because there isn't a subscription right now um, yeah that's that uh, Mario Party 10 had a has a release date. Uh, March twentieth. Woohoo! All right. Nice. Anybody interested? Yeah, I'll probably. I am. I'll probably get it. Yeah. Yeah. I always like the Mario Party games. I wouldn't spend sixty bucks on it. Is it going to be sixty? I don't know. Isn't it usually? Yeah, I yeah. think it's usually a full price game. Yeah, it is. Which is silly. Because I know silly. Captain Toad was forty, and then uh, I think Kirby's only going to be forty or fifty too. Well, Captain Toad was what a three or four hour game they said. Is it always? Yeah, that? it's short. Yeah really short and i from some other podcasts i listened to they said that uh as good of a game as it was 40 bucks was probably a bit much for it because gotcha. it was so short gotcha it's too bad i yeah, want to play yeah. that even more now that it was nominated though for uh, i forget what award design gdc yeah design, uh, design. yeah i want to play that too Corey. intrigues me somebody's got to buy it and then we can just pass it around i know we could split yeah, it yeah i was gonna say we could do that couldn't we 10 yeah. bucks each yeah we, yeah, we could that's an amount of money I could actually afford. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Which is nice. We'll discuss later. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, that missed our games preview episode, our first part. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why. Uh, but it does have a release date, March 20th. I don't think anybody's covering it today. Probably not too much to talk about. <laughs> it's Mario Party. Mario Party. It's te- number yeah. 10. <laughs> uh, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Sure. Uh, six new Star Wars games were added to GOG.com. Uh, DRM-free, as they do. It's the first time ever digital distribution uh, versions of X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, X-Wing Alliance, and Galactic Battlegrounds Saga. Uh, those are all games that I would like to try, and I feel like I should. Um, well-received games. Oh, that, yeah. The TIE Fighter games were huge. Yeah, I actually ended up getting... Uh, what was the one that came out? The two that came out uh, a couple months ago. I, I can't remember now. I don't know. Uh, but I actually ended up getting those. Um, and tried to play it, but I was just like, eh. You didn't really want to put the time into it. 
Yeah, I mean, it didn't... didn't it held well. up okay, but, like, there's just so many other games that I'd rather be playing that, mm-hmm. I don't know, to sink that amount of time into... Even though it's regarded as a classic, it just yeah. didn't appeal to me. I was going to buy Rogue Squadron. If it had come out on Steam, I probably would have gotten it. It probably will come out on Steam, but they're probably they might be doing like a, a timed exclusive thing with GOG for a little while. Yeah, uh, and then they also uh, putting out Battlefront Two: Dark Forces uh, and Knights of the Old Republic to the Sith Lord, Sith Lords. What is that? A expansion or no? Complete Co- version? Kotor Two? That's what it's called, the Sith Lord. Oh, that's the subtitle. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I've got I've got that one in my Steam library. I put Kotor one and two on my potential four in February games Ooh. because I I played them and beat them like back when they came out, but I literally remember nothing about them. Yeah, so it's it's like playing a new game. I mean, your memory right. will probably be jogged when you play it, but yeah, I'm sure I'll recognize some names and you know set pieces, but I cannot remember a single thing about it. I, pre- I remember the first one relatively well. I, I don't remember the second one hardly at all. But I remember liking the second one a little bit better. Yeah. But um, Speaking of space, Firaxis announced a new space strategy game called Sid Meier's Starships. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. No. Uh, I was surprised. PC, Mac, and iPad. Uh, it's scheduled for early 2015. I guess it could be coming out as early as March. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, probably pretty soon. Yep. Wow. I covered that um, one on my on my list, so we'll talk about oh, that. Oh, you have it? Yeah. Okay, I won't talk too much about it then. Um, I'll save it for when we actually cover it. Uh, Daily Motion launched it launched its game streaming service uh, called Daily Motion Games. It is designed as a Twitch competitor and does all the things that you know you would expect to see from a game streaming service like Twitch. Um, but when I checked it out, all it was was a bunch of French people streaming hearthstone and some other things so um so it's big in the in uh france uh yeah well apparently daily motion is a french service even though you know it's international yeah Uh, so it's a french company okay and then my last one is that the xbox one price cut is back uh as of january 16th you were able to buy an xbox one for 350 dollars again Turns out they like selling consoles. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still considering it a promotion, uh, not calling it permanent yet, but we'll wait and see. Corey, when you talked about the streaming earlier, I wanted to mention one of the things they're, they're, they're working on is streaming from PC to the Xbox One. Now, if they did that, I probably would buy one. Yeah. Just, just for that feature, along with the console exclusives yeah. that are coming to PC. Um, I would get a lot of use out of that. So. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I could... Uh... I could see that. Yeah. So. I don't think that's... I'd have much use for streaming my Xbox to my PC. Is that... That's what they did, that's right? Like, that's like remote play. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. That doesn't do much for me as an Xbox owner. Well, I mean, you you like sitting at your in front of your TV and stuff. So you're yeah. going to be playing that anyway. You're probably not going to be playing on your laptop for any reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the only use I could see you maybe getting out of it if you really wanted to play an Xbox One game and your fiancé really wanted to watch something on TV. Oh, She'd probably be watching the Cosby show, which means I'd be there. You'd be watching, too. (laughs) So that's that's a priority for me. So there's no no use for you. Yeah, I got no use for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll go next with Nibble Bits. 
It was revealed in last week's Nintendo Direct that the new 3DS XL is, in fact, releasing in North America on February 13th, as previously leaked. Uh, it's gonna be there's gonna be red and black. There's also special versions, but I think they're sold out. Uh, so there's red and black ones that you can get for 200 bucks. Uh, some people were a little bit disappointed that there was no. There's only the XL version. There's not the normal 3DS version. Some people were upset. Were upset. I don't really know why, but people. Yeah, um, I am going to pre-order one. Uh, GameStop is running a running a, a special, I guess. If you trade in a 3DS, you get $70 towards a new one. If you trade in a 3DS XL, you get $100 towards a new one. So um, I am going to be getting one of those. So I want to pre-order, but I don't know if I'm going to have the money to get yeah. the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, either. that's what's stopping so. me. <laughs> I'm hoping our <laughs> yeah, tax dude, return much? comes. Let's go ahead. Sorry, how much did you say you get for a XL trade in? 100 Towards okay. a new one. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, I tell you guys, I was I went I was going to trade my I did trade mine in. Yeah. Um, but Amazon. I went through the process on Amazon and and got all that, and then I tried to print the shipping labels, and it turns out my printer doesn't work anymore. Oh boy. <laughs> so you're not uh, trading so, it in. Well, I ended up having to go. I needed to send it by January 20th. That's what it said. That if I didn't ship it by January 20th, I'd lose the trade-in value and have to redo it so i checked to see what would happen if i redid it and i couldn't even find my 3ds in the system anymore um i don't know if they did that so people couldn't trade them in now that the new ones are coming in i don't know it was weird um but if i went back to uh another version of the 3ds xl it was only going to give me like 80 bucks or something like that whereas with this one i'm getting 110 right uh, so i, I don't want to lose that 30 dollars. so no. i went to the i went to the library down the street uh, sure enough, free free internet, free printers, um, free coffee if I wanted it, and just printed Man. my label there and packed it up and shipped it out. It nice. Sounds like you should go there more often anyway to the library. Yeah, pretty nice. Uh, yeah. It's one of the perks of living in a small town. Right. What What's it like a being in a library? library? Yeah, my fiance uh, suggested to me that we go to the library more often. Maybe I should check it out. Why not, man? <laughs> free coffee's perks my interest no matter where it is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> they had yeah they had a it was just like a keurig in the corner with a bunch of oh, different man. k-cups and cream and sugar and donut shop wow I, I don't know i don't think they had any donuts it was uh afternoon maybe oh no no, no no donut shop donut coffee. shop brew oh so, i didn't see what so they it's had. a it's a light roast kind of sweet it's one of my favorites good yeah i'm not a light roast guy but i do like the donut shop that was the Speaking first coffee that, i could drink without putting sugar in it was the donut shop Go ahead, speaking Corey. of uh coffee and I, I know we're getting off on a tangent here i went to starbucks yesterday because i had a starbucks gift card uh went to the one in barnes and noble in in new hartford uh turns out that starbucks does not accept starbucks gift cards if they're in a barnes and noble store really what the fuck yeah that's so random is it like a that... separate thing he said uh, he he explained it that they just they're Barnes and Noble employees, they just sell Starbucks stuff. Oh, gotcha. That's still so, stupid. That's fucking it retarded. Really stupid. I handed him the gift card, and he like started to do it, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, a Starbucks gift card? I can't accept this. We don't, <laughs> we don't take them here. And I thought he was joking. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, we, we actually, we really can't take them. And I'm like, isn't this a Starbucks? And he's like, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. Wow. It's, it's like when... Uh... When I run the lotto machine at work and somebody asks me for, like, a Mega Millions ticket, I'll say, ah, oh, I'm sorry, we're all out of those. And they just look at me. I'm like, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> they don't think it's funny, do they? No, nah, usually they're. I, you can figure yeah, who you can yeah. make that joke with and who you can't. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, moving on, some Wii games are making their way to the Wii U eShop uh, and won't have to be played in the separate Wii menu on the Wii system. Uh, some will even be available to be played on the gamepad. Uh, me and Eric were talking earlier. Uh, we both bought Mario Galaxy 2. So did Corey. Oh, you bought it too, Corey? Yeah. Hell yeah, 10 bucks. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was 10 bucks. That's a great deal. I think that game's like $30 if you can find a used copy 40. someplace. Is it 40? 40, yeah. It's 40 so, on Amazon. Yep, so $10 is an absolute steal for and that. And it's supposed to be great, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Galaxy but, games are incredible. Yeah. I've I, never played Mario Galaxy, so. I haven't either, and it's one of those ones that I've always wanted to play, and I, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself had yeah. I not bought it for 10 bucks. It's more like Mario 64 than the other ones. Which so. I love. Yeah. So. Do you guys no. put it on your four in February list? No. Yeah, it's, it is on there to choose from, yes. I didn't put it on mine. I added it today. Uh, yep. That's our next week's episode, by the way, is our four in February uh, I'm fantasy draft. I'm excited because I really <laughs> like my list. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think we'll probably put on the website our our um, our games. <laughs> right, Corey? On, on like a blog post or something? Yeah, we can do whatever you guys want. Yeah, see, I put I put games on my list that I knew I wasn't gonna play right away. I guess. Um, I like I left I left uh, Lords of the Fallen off of that because I knew I was gonna get to that at some point this year. I tried to keep it be games that that I probably wouldn't play otherwise. See, I didn't do that because last year that bit me. <laughs> uh, with in in the form of Half Life Two and Gotcha. I can't remember what the other one was. Metal oh, Gear. Metal Gear Four. Yeah. Yeah, I just hated those games so much. So yeah. I just put games on there that I I knew that, that I you really wanted to play. I want to play, and I will, you know, yeah. probably like. Yeah, so. sounds good. Uh, and then my last little bit: Borderlands Two and the pre sequel are no surprise coming to new gen consoles on March twenty fourth, and it's called the Handsome Jack Collection. Uh, if you're lucky and or rich, you can drop four hundred dollars on the version that comes with a smartphone con- smartphone controlled claptrap robot. Wow. Which I think was cool, but out, That's of my, cool. out of my price range, <laughs> a touch. It was a nice looking, nice looking claptrap robot, though. Mm-hmm. And yeah, control with a smartphone app. It's a, it's a good idea. I like it when they do stuff like that. Yeah, that's an actual like collector's edition thing, you know, not just a hundred and twenty dollar. Hey, did, here's some art books. Did yeah. you see the video of the claptrap? No, I haven't. It's pretty cool. Is it cool? Yeah. Okay, I have to watch that. I have to watch that. All right, those humble bundles that come with swag always. Always tempt me, and I ended up. I did get the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, um, the, they are pretty cool. The T-shirt, and I still they still haven't sent me uh, the vinyl of video game music. That'll be cool. <laughs> Taking their sweet ass time with that. I'll say I ordered that thing in the summer. Wow! As long as you didn't use your Starbucks card, Corey. No, no. But my favorite thing from that, I think, it was a Humble Bundle ten. Uh, I got a Arstatska pin, which is uh, the fictional country in Papers Please. Oh, nice! It's really cool. That's and it's awesome. Like, good quality too it's not like a cheap pin it's heavy metal and wow it's cool um will nibble bits uh you can buy into the heroes of the storm beta the founders pack is 40 dollars, and it gets you three heroes three skins for the three heroes amount uh over 2,000 gold for in-game to buy additional content uh, I've been wanting to get into this beta for so long i signed up for it as soon as they said hey you can sign up and my heart, I was so happy to see it show up on my launcher because when it shows up on your launcher, that's when you know you're in. So when I clicked it, I was so excited, and then I saw that you had to buy in. And How much? 
40. Ugh. It's definitely not worth it. Yeah. Now, I don't know anything about that game. What is it? It's basically... It's Blizzard's MOBA. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I do know about it. And it's uh, supposed to be easier for people who aren't particularly into MOBAs. Noobs. Well, it's Blizzard. Yeah, they make it a little easier for everybody. <laughs> that's what I, that's what, that was my joke about Blizzard. Right. They just make everything they're, they're, easier. Their model is to make it easier and... <laughs> Bring it to the masses, which I mean, I can appreciate to to a to a point. I mean, it's a it's a smart business strategy. I mean, they're making a yeah. killing, right? Yeah, so. I think they're the only other MOBA that can compete with League and Dota at this point, yeah. really. Uh, but yeah, I was really excited, and then I saw that it was forty dollars, and I have the money to do it, but then I wouldn't have any money left over. Yeah, Don't so I was like, mm, I'll just wait, but. I, th- I was very disheartened to see that. Yeah. So now I'm patiently... I think they sent out invites Tuesdays and Thursdays, is what I read on uh, Reddit. All free invites. For invites. And uh, I've been checking every Tuesday and Thursday, and it's nothing. Gotcha. just want to play it so I- bad. I saw the headline on the internet, Will. Uh, Heroes of the Storm beta, probably not worth it. Yeah. And there's, like, 30-some heroes in the game, and, like, you're only getting three of them for $40 with skins that I don't really care about and mounts I don't really care about. Wow. Uh, so they've figured out the pricing and everything for this game already? Uh, the game's going to be free when it, like, actually comes out. Yeah, but I guess, the, like, they've figured out the pricing of, of in-game stuff yeah. already? Yeah. Like, that's all settled? Oh, okay. Yeah, like, they have all that. A lot of people say it's outrageous. Um, I mean... Whatever. I, I know what hero I'm going to play as, or hero, so I don't have to yeah. mess around with them. And they let you like play with them in like games before you buy them, so you don't make a mistake, and if you hate one. so yeah. Is it is it the same heroes that are like Warcraft and Hearthstone heroes? Yeah, there's uh, like Diablo is one of the characters you get in the Founders Pack. Like You can get some of the odd uh, bosses in Diablo, like the characters like Demon Hunter and stuff like that. Bitchin'. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can play as StarCraft characters and... Um, What's World of Warcraft characters? That's kind of neat, though. Yeah, it is. Despite my my dislike for Blizzard, Blizzard stuff, most Blizzard things. Yeah. We'll talk about one that I'm interested in later. Yeah, but and also is that, Gul'dan in there? He might. I don't think yet. But there's supposed to be a bunch of different. Like, there's supposed to be over 50 heroes. So. Is this the yeah. MOBA we get into, boys? No. <laughs> and there's different. Aside not, from Dan, not me. <laughs> and there's different maps. There's not just one map. Uh, Riz in the chat room says he's been playing the alpha for a while. Mm-hmm. He says there's great map variety, and he's not really a MOBA fan, but he likes this game. Gotcha. He, yeah, and for people like me who get sick of playing on the same map, that there's different maps. I find that awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I When I heard that there's only one map in Dota, I was like, wait, what? That's what I <laughs> one Same here. One thing. I, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why do people like this so much? And I still thought that after I played it. I yeah. played on the winter update, and it was <laughs> covered with snow, and I was like, this is cool. And then it went away, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. Well, oh same old it's shit. It's brown now. Yeah, now it's the or same gray. thing. Earth tones. But I'm really looking forward to playing this. Uh, you know, I'm not huge into motos. I've dabbled with Dota a lot, uh, and I liked it, but I feel like this one I'll like more. Riz said uh, it's got a low bar- barrier to entry, mm-hmm. he calls it. Yeah, there's no last hit to get gold. Um, all the team members share an experience and whatnot, so yep. that's cool. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, if you can't time that last hit correctly, you just screw yourself. As, if you're playing as a hero in Dota that like depends on last hits and like that's how you level up faster and get your gold, yeah. you, and you can't do it, yeah. you're going to have a bad time. Then you get called a noob. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on to my next one. This is my prediction that uh, might have come true, but a promo poster for the next Call of Duty has leaked. It could be fake, but... A lot of people seem to think it's real, but it's Call of Duty World at War 2. Uh, and I guess Treyarch is the one that's making it. Apparently, I tweeted out 
uh, the Wikipedia page, Pearl Harbor, and pieces of Roosevelt's speech after it happened. Oh. So a lot of people think it's going to be World War II, mm-hmm. which for me, I am extremely excited for if this is the case. I know a lot of people probably won't like it, but whatever. I'm supposed- into it, Will. Yeah. I, th- I would give it a shot if it goes back to World War II. As I talked about, I think – actually, I don't remember when I talked about this, but with Advanced Warfare with the exosuit and, like, the mo- like the mobility and everything like that being so easy, I feel like going back, a lot of people are going to hate it. Yeah. Uh, uh, at least for multiplayer, they will. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, like, I – I, talk, I played Advanced Warfare, so I'll talk about it later. But, like, I have no problem going back, especially if it's World War II. But they said uh, uh, the poster revealed that's going to be announced May 4th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So it's oddly specific for yeah. the poster Yeah, if it's a, 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 a fake leak, apparently. But, yeah, I'm really hoping that it's real. Nice. But that's all I had. All right. What do you got, Eric? Oh, let's see, Dan. I got uh, four here. Uh, I don't know if this was talked about. I know at least uh, one of these games wasn't uh, for scheduled releases last week. Um, Microsoft has confirmed the release dates for three games coming out in the spring. Ori and the Blind Forest, which is one I'm really looking forward to, is March 11th for $20. That looks cool. It looks pretty. Yeah, it looks really nice. Uh, Scream Ride, Corey talked about for March 3rd uh, for $40. Uh, Weren't we talking about how much that was going to be? Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be forty dollars, um, and the Xbox One version of State of Decay, April twenty eighth for thirty dollars. Which I was surprised that was that much. I don't think it's it... Scream. Go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was going to ask if Scream Ride was still a get for you at forty. <sighs> Probably not then, because yeah, it doesn't seem like a forty dollar game to me. Well, I I would pay forty for it. It's just um, funds are tighter this year, saving for the wedding. So mm-hmm. I've got to be pretty frugal. And then, like, I think right around there isn't Majora's Mask for 3DS coming out. It's March. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, yeah. Bloodborne. Bloodborne, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Witcher? Witcher's so that's May. May. That's May, okay. But, yeah, there's three games in there that I do want to get. Bloodborne is an automatic buy, so, like, I, I can't see myself parting with another $40 for Scream Ride in March. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, three good gets for the uh, Xbox One. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest is uh, exclusive to the Xbox One, I think. Maybe PC, PC but I, it's too. not yeah. for PS4. No. Yeah. Whenever I say exclusive, I don't count PC. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. they pretty much have everything. Um, Nintendo is shutting down Club Nintendo. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? They're replacing it with something else. Yeah, hopefully it's better. I mean, it's got to be better because Club Nintendo is pretty bad. Yeah, the the I like that they reward you for buying games and stuff, but like a lot of the rewards are just stuff I have no interest in. Same here. So, um, I'm too lazy to even put it into the game thing. Yeah. Like, That's a pain in the balls. Yeah, because you got to find it. And, I have like six hundred. Remember your Club Nintendo login. <laughs> <laughs> I have six hundred coins saved up. Yeah. I don't know. There's a time limit when you can use them. I'm hoping they added some stuff to, like, I don't know, get me to use them. Otherwise, they're just going to go to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing, uh, I got I got a free game when I, oh, I got uh, Wind Waker HD for free for uh, doing the Club Nintendo thing for Mario Kart, maybe. God, you made out like a bandit. Wow. There. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there that stuff made it worth it, but there was there's not enough. Few of that. and far between. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, on to my next one. The original Dark Souls was beaten in a record 49 minutes. That's unbelievable. Yeah. There's a video of it. Uh, this one's from GameSpot. If you want to watch, 
the the dude that beat it, um, his name online handle is Kamul78. Said he's not o- that overly impressed with it and thinks he can do better. I like but, that spirit. Uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> impressive stuff. Corey, you, did you beat that game, Ralph? Yeah. What do you think of that? Oh wait, no, no, I never did beat it. Really? Remember? Remember? The first one was way oh, harder than the second right. one. Oh, that's right. You got stuck on the two bosses. Yeah, you built your character yeah. wrong, if I remember correctly, right? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot yeah. that you never beat. That's right. It's an uh, unsuccessful build. It looks like it's still biting you a little bit there. It still hurts. Yeah, I see it. Maybe uh, who's got it on Steam? Oh, I have it on Steam. I have it Maybe on I'll Steam too. Go back and play it. And my last one, um, if you bought Master Chief Collection and you played it before December 19th, you're getting a free month of Xbox Live Gold. Yeah, I got the message in my uh, Xbox One. As did I. I think uh, you're getting that free month now already. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. I, I appreciated that from them. Um, and if you were patient enough, unlike myself, to keep the game, you're also going to get a free ODST add-on and a remastered Halo 2 map later this year. No? I'm into the ODST. Uh, I mean, I'm probably not going to play multiplayer for the game, mm-hmm. but I will do the ODST campaign because ODST was one of my favorite campaigns. It was very underrated, I thought. Nice. So Cool. Okay, how's your week, Eric? Good, Dan. Um, I spent a lot of time... Well, before I get talking about the video game stuff, I did. I did I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Arsenal's humongous win over Manchester City. Hey. 2 nothing this week. First time they've beaten a top-four side on the road in a long time. Uh, and they did really played well, so that was that was great to see. Uh-huh. Are they doing better in the standings? Uh, they're fifth. But they're only a point away from Manchester United in fourth, and I think three points out of third. Okay. That, they're not going to get any higher than third. No. That's, that's, uh, that's between Manchester City and Chelsea. Um, okay. But yeah, anyway, that, that, that was good to see. Um, what else? I watched a lot of Twitch this week. Uh, H1Z1 for the most part. Actually, exclusively H1Z1. I found a streamer that I really liked and uh, stuck with him for a while and watched uh, probably six or seven hours straight in one day <laughs> wow. of H1Z1. Nice. It was pretty cool because uh, this guy's got a lot of followers. And what ended up happening is people were donating him money, but it went uh, towards a bounty on his head where the first person that killed him got all of this cash. Really? Yeah. And people were donating, like, Steam cards and all of this shit. And he had a, a guy that he had met that day playing with him on his server um, who was – they they called him his bodyguard, for lack of a better terms. And then they started putting bounties on his head, and uh, it was just really cool. That's that awesome. Cool. Yeah, and it, it got really intense because people were like – He's streaming it so people can see where he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the people that are playing with him are fans of his because it's his server. Yeah. And he only lets a certain amount of people in. Like, over time, he's letting more people in. Um, Yeah, Riz knows who I'm talking about, actually. (laughs) So it was really fun to watch because it got really intense. And uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Uh Um, But, yeah, so it prompted me to buy H1Z1, which I'm going to talk about later on today. Nice. Um, I think other than that, I already talked about Shovel Knight, and I'm forgetting something, but I don't remember what it is. Saber's game? Did I not talk about that? No, you didn't. (laughs) Was that last week? (laughs) (laughs) Was that last, was that, Uh, that was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Yeah, anyway, I went to the, my annual Saber's game, I chose the Minnesota Wild 
uh, because Pominville and Vanek play for them. Uh, ended up losing seven nothing, so that was fun. Uh, I didn't really care though because you know we we all know how terrible the Sabers are this year, so I didn't expect much. Would have been nice to see a goal considering the last three games I've gone to. I think they got shut out. Oh my god! Or no, I forgot about Nashville. Four. That was four one. Yeah, they did score a goal in that one. Uh, it was Pittsburgh. I think they lost four nothing. And Boston the year before that on Easter, they mm-hmm. lost like 3 nothing. So I don't have a great track record. I'm 0-4 in my last four Sabres games. Well, we know what they're going for this season. We yeah, do. Exactly. We do. <laughs> we're, we're, playing, we're hoping for a brighter future. Last time I saw that they were they were in last. They are. They are. Oh, they're still L- in last. Last I knew they were tied with Edmonton. Okay. And Edmonton's been playing a lot better. Edmonton also had more ga- less games played? More games played? They were even it, less, I saw. It, it, it had worked out that... that Buffalo was in last because of whatever. Yeah, I think it was Buffalo had played less games, maybe more ga- more games. It was more Buffalo had played more games and had the same amount of points. Okay, okay, but that was a few days ago. I, I think they're even now. Okay, but uh, yeah, it, it was a good time anyway. I like going watching hockey regardless. Yeah, um, went out to Pearl Street Grill like I usually do. Brewery Love and that Grill. Place. Managed to not get food poisoning this time. <laughs> That's good. All right, <laughs> I got the chicken pot pie. But, uh, yeah, I tried the, if you're ever up there, I tried the Don Cherry Cherry Wheat Beer that they have, the brew. It was good, really yeah. good. Uh, light beer, obviously, has a good sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was what I was looking for, because when we went last year, I had the Oatmeal Stout, I think. Yeah. Which is like a meal in itself. Yes. Good. Yeah. But yeah. a meal in itself. I had the John, because I, I went to a wedding there. Yeah. Like, two, like a year and a half ago, and right. I, I, that was mostly what I drank was the Don Cherry Cherry Wheat. Oh, uh, yeah, it's it a good fan, light beer. Fantastic. What, Corey? Don Cherry. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to si- drink any beer named after Don That's Cherry. That's beside the point. It was a good It was a good brew. Yeah. I don't know if I could get past that image, though. <laughs> oh, Don Cherry in a plaid suit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I think that's it for me. Okay, what about you, Will? Uh, I did another video on uh, Smash Brothers. I had a devil of a time to doing it. The uh, it was lagging so bad with a capture card, and you know Nintendo's bad online sometimes. That like I was buttons weren't registering. Uh, even on the video I put up, like there was things I was trying to do that just weren't working. So the vi- the gameplay is pretty poor on my end, but uh, you know I put up a win, so mm-hmm. that's all that matters. But yeah. so you know, go to YouTube on our uh, YouTube channel and comment and like it and subscribe if you haven't yet. But I did that. I watched a movie, uh, which is the first time I was at home and decided to watch a movie, and I can't even tell you how long. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, Will. I just like I did movie. Same. I I only watch TV when I want to watch something. So like Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I watch TV shows. So I watched the movie Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, it's got Bradley Cooper in it and Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, I had this recommended to me by our dad because he watched it and liked it. But the movie's basically about Bradley Cooper came home from work one day and his wife was having an affair and he walked in on it and he lost his mind. And it was uh, admitted into, like, a um, mental health institution. Uh, and the movie is, is based around him coming back and trying to win back his wife, huh. essentially. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I like Bradley Cooper a lot, and I like Jennifer Lawrence. So, uh-huh. uh, Did you learn any life lessons, Will? Uh, mm, no. No? It was just like, I don't know. I watched it. I was sick that day, too, so... I was kind of in a fog, but... I love movies that I think about life lessons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Corey, did you like American Beauty? 
Yeah, I didn't love it. When it came out, I liked it, but as time goes on, I like it less. Okay. Because it was like it was like the first of those kind of dark comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool before that kind of movie was cool. Yeah. But now that we have more of those kind of movies that are that do it better, that one seems like Hot Fuzz. Who's who's in that movie? Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, is, Hot Fuzz is still yeah, great. we watched it in my film analysis class. Do you like it? Uh, I mean, I wrote my my we, like in my film class. You basically wrote down your analysis of it, and I did that early and kind of gave it to him and left. I I really love that movie, so I didn't finish it. But. Big fan. Is it on I, Netflix? I love Kevin Spacey's character. How he just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he did. I don't think it's on Netflix, but I'm not positive. Anyway, what? I tried to go see a movie yesterday. I tried to go see American Sniper. No dice? Well, I'll be damned if you can find a ticket. Really? My buddy tried to go at 10 in the morning on Tuesday, and it was sold out. Yeah. <laughs> really? Thanks. Yeah. We went, we went to The Hobbit at, at 1, and the tickets were sold out almost the night before. Oh, my God. When we, and it was, like, it was like a month after The Hobbit had been out. So, Dear God. We, we, we got lucky <laughs> that we were even able to see it. Uh, I really Speaking wanna... of The Hobbit. What? Uh, somebody recut all three movies into one four and a half hour long movie. I saw, I that. saw that. And apparently it's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay. Uh, I really want to see American Sniper, by the way. Uh, regardless of Seth Rogen's thoughts yeah. on it. <laughs> well, he's, like we said, he's jumped the shark. Yeah. yeah. Seth has. Uh, but other than that, yeah. I mean, I've I dabbled with a bunch of different video games. Um, about it, though. Cool. So, yeah. I also watched a movie, Will. What'd you watch? I watched, uh, on Idaho Jake's recommendation, Video Games the Movie. Oh, yeah. That's the documentary, Documentary about video games. And it was really, really good. I've been meaning to watch that. Uh, It's narrated by Sean Astin. has a lot of uh, personalities, both from the video game world and, like, like, uh, celebrities. Uh, Donald Faison is on there. Chris Hardwick. um, People like, uh, Zach Braff is on there. Corey. I know you like Zach Braff, right? I don't, do not like Zach Braff. I thought you loved Zach Braff. No, I like uh, Garden State. Okay. Yeah, because he's in Garden State. But only because of Natalie Portman. Oh, okay. <laughs> Movie sucks. And the, and the shins. Gotcha. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was really well done. It goes through the history of video games and kind of the... How uh, each whatever, how, what what changed as each new generation came along, and it was it was very well done. Yeah, one I of my was very impressed. It was well, only like an hour and forty five minutes, maybe. Well, one of my friends watched that movie and said that video games is the ultimate art form because it has like music and story. Yeah, and that was that's that's a Phil Fi- uh, Phil, uh, Phil Fish <laughs> saying. Phil Fish. He said it's a culmination of all these different art forms <laughs> into one medium, and yeah. that's that's what makes it so great. Yeah, which he's he's right. Yeah. As much as we get from crap, he makes right. a good point. Right. Uh, so that's all I had had for for this week. But yeah, it's on Netflix. Watch it. It's like I said, about an hour and forty five minutes, I think, and mm-hmm. it was it was really good. I was very impressed with it. Yeah, I should watch that. Yeah. What about you, Corey? What do you got? I have a few things I would like to talk about. Hear them, Corey. Kind gentlemen. <laughs> uh, firstly, some business. I created a new page for Question of the Week. Uh, so if you're ever wondering what the question of the week is, it's in one unified place, thumbstickathletes.com slash QOTW. Um, and if you can't remember that, if you just go to the webpage, our homepage, it's on the sidebar. Yeah. Um, just says, like, click to or answer our question of the week or something like that. Uh, so there's a easy, handy place to do that in a submission box. So you can just type in your answer and 
click submit and you don't even have to provide your email or anything. Um, just the easy way to submit your, your question of the week answers. Um, I bought Mario Galaxy 2, which we talked about a little bit already. Yeah. Uh, tried to play it in bed because I brought the the tablet part of the Wii U into bed with me. Uh, and then it reminded me that I needed to switch to the Wii mode, uh, which was more than I was willing to do from yeah. bed. So what does that mean? You need a Wii remote? Yeah. Wait, I don't have one. I have one. Can I have it? Yeah. All right. You don't have a Wiimote? No, I got rid of it. Didn't you get one with Mario Kart? No. No, you didn't, unless you got the bundle. Yeah, I got uh, Didn't I get the, I got the bundle. Did you get the Mario Kart bundle? Are you sure? Yeah, my my console came with Mario Kart. I hope you mm. didn't throw it out. <laughs> I, I never throw the box out. Oh, okay. It might still be it's, in there. Uh, I doubt that you would miss that, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm we're talking about a veteran here. <laughs> well, <laughs> did you get the... Boxer. You didn't, the racing wheel too comes with that. Bundle, no, I right? no fucking racing wheel. You got a Wii Pro controller, right? Or yeah. Did you have to buy that separate? Oh, separate. Wait, so you didn't get the wheel? No, I don't think you got that. <laughs> the Mario Mario Kart bundle. That was probably just a bundle that came with Mario Kart. And, oh, not, maybe not the like. It came with Mario Kart and Nintendo Land. Okay, yeah, I think that's a different uh, bundle. Yeah, Aww. I got you on a Wii remote and nunchuck. I think you need a nunchuck. Yeah, I think for that one you do. Oh, that pisses me off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did that. I'm looking forward to playing that. $10, a great deal. Um, and then the only other thing that happened to me this week was I went to Aldi for grocery shopping for the first time ever. Uh, and it turns out uh, I was pretty impressed. Um, yeah. Everything's like half price. We've been going to Hannaford here and because we, we can't have Wegmans because apparently... The city or town or whatever, um, or count, county it must be, has a deal with Price Chopper, which means we can't have Wegmans, something like that. It's kind of the whole internet thing. Politics. Like, yeah. It's just stupid. I don't stupid see stuff. how they can get away with that stuff like that. Price That's Chopper crazy. would get run out of business. Yeah. That's crazy. They definitely would. Um, but we've been going to Hannaford, and it's just like, it's, groceries are so expensive. And it, that stuff shouldn't be that expensive. Even th- like things like produce and stuff, it's ridiculous how expensive that stuff is. That's why you have if your I own could garden. have a garden, I would have my own garden. Because um, we make pretty much everything. Like we make our own bread, we make hummus, we make you know all sorts of stuff. Um, but we went to Aldi, and like everything is literally like half price, and it's all brands you've never heard of. Um, but I've been sampling some of the stuff that we bought, and it's all fine. They have a, a limited selection. Uh, it's a lot smaller than it looks from the outside. Um, and, like, they don't have a lot of stuff in stock, but uh, just go there and pick out some stuff that you need and some extra stuff that you want. And just, I, I recommend it. Huh. Nice. You got you to gotta have a quarter, though, to take a cart. That was new on me. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, Corey, that. watch it. What? Com- competition. but no uh aldi gets my thumbs up i'm currently drinking a gridlock energy drink which i'm holding up to the camera right now um it's basically just a copy of monster how much was it but it's called gridlock it's like 89 cents or something for this okay wow monsters are like two dollars yeah i'm telling you everything's like half price it's great that's 
that sounds worth it to me. It's the way it feels like stuff should cost, you know? Gotcha. All right, anything else, Corey? I don't think so. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and be back uh, with our main segment right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 183 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our main segment, which we are covering our 2015 unscheduled releases. Uh, Will. Yo. Let's start with you. What do you got for unscheduled releases? We kind of – these are in no particular order, I should say. We just kind of all picked a five, six, ten games that we wanted to cover. So, yeah. uh, Ten? Who picked ten, you overachieving I fuck? I think I have eight. Or maybe seven. I was told seven. I have eight. So. I was told seven too. Doesn't matter. However many. Anyway, but go ahead. Uh, my first one is Dead Island Two. Uh, it's being developed by Jaeger Development and published by Deep Silver. This is coming out quarter two, twenty fifteen, for the PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. Uh, so this game takes place a few months after the events of the original Dead Island. Uh, the U.S. military has put California under a full quarantine. Uh, if I remember correctly, in the first Dead Island, the zombie apocalypse started just on one island. Uh-huh. So it seems like it has spread into uh, North America. Uh, but you'll play in places such as Los Angeles, San Francisco, and a yet-to-be-disclosed uh, place in California. Maybe up in the mountains or something. That'd be cool. That would be cool. A different uh, landscape from yeah. L.A. and San Francisco. Um, the game's uh, combat mechanics are a little different in this one. The combat is more brutal than the last game, and the zombies are deadlier but way more fragile, so there's a lot more of the uh, dismemberment of zombies and blood and everything like that. Limb lossage. Exactly. Uh, this will also feature uh, stuff from the last game, such as the rage system, which is when your character... I don't remember if it got kills or something, like it uh, filled a meter up. But eventually they would like be faster and do more damage and stuff like that and more harder to uh, kill. Uh, and weapon combining is also going to be back, which is cool. Yeah, I like that part. And the game will have four characters and will have co-op and competitive multiplayer. So I don't know how the competitive multiplayer will work, but the co-op will be how it was in the last one. Uh-huh. This game I'm looking forward to. I like the first Dead Island a lot. I know a lot of people said it had its issues, and it definitely did. But it's always good, fun, zombie-killing RPG. PC or... Console. Yep. Windows. It's uh, it's for, like, everything. Just, like, yeah. Current. Oh, what are you getting it for? Oh, it uh, depends on who gets it on right. what. I'm um, probably going to get it. Are you going to get it on console or oh, PC? Yeah. Are you, are you going to get it, Dan? I Probably not. You should probably go console for That's that one. Console. PS4 yeah. it is, then. Um, All right. I feel like it was showed off at the Sony conferences, I'm pretty sure, right, Eric? I think you might know. Uh, Yeah, well, I, there, E3? Was, there was a good trailer for it. The guy running. Yeah, like, you didn't know what it was at first. It was, like, this real nice beach, and he's cruising down, running. Doesn't he see, like, a good-looking girl or something? Yes, Yes. he does. Yeah, and then all the zombies come. Yeah. I think it was showed off at the E3 at Sony. I think there's a deal struck with Sony, but I don't really know. I'm just kind of making it Probably some time DLC or something. Yeah, exclusive. (laughs) Stuff that I don't care about anymore. Outfits. Exclusive outfits. $40 for an extra outfit. Yeah. Hats. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it too, Will. The, the trailer was great. Yeah. And it sparked my interest. And Dead Island is one of those games like, um, I just had it in my head. Uh, Destiny or, uh, fuck is the one that I didn't like that everybody liked? Mordor? Titanfall. You, you kind of liked it, Dan. Year before last. Had some stealth. Uh, you had some powers. God, I can't fucking remember. remember it's a good jumping board, anyway, whatever oh, okay. it was called. Remember me? 
No, it was a better jumping board than Remember Me. Okay. Uh, a good start, but the second one will be a lot better. Gotcha. Uh, and I wish I could remember what the game is, but anyway. Yeah, that's going to bother me now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Dead Island, I feel, is like that. Yeah. Okay. They can iron some yeah. things out and be a really good second game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I know a lot of people have that. Well, it's actually not me made it by Techland, so. Oh. Yeah. This one could be. Well, because Techland's do a Dying Light, yeah. which is coming out next week. Yeah, I was actually reading the Wikipedia, and they were going to wait for Techland to work on this one, but the Jaeger development or whatever uh, got the rights to do it. So uh, it'll be a new developer. I'm looking forward to it. It should be awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, on to my next one. It's Fortnite. Uh, it's being developed by Epic Games and uh, published by Epic Games. Uh, there's not a specified quarter that's coming out, but it'll be in 2015, uh, and it's for Windows. And Fortnite is a scavenge by day and fight by night game. It's a co-op sandbox uh, sandbox survival game about exploration, scavenging, building fortified structures, and fighting waves of enemies. But basically, during the day, your team of however many players, I think four is the max, go out and scavenge materials to build up a base, like uh, like in Minecraft, sort of. And you can like fortify your structures and build like a really cool area to protect. And then at night, like zombies and different types of enemies attack it, and you have to fend it off and def- uh, you know protect your base and stuff like that. The alpha is out for it. Uh, they did a, I think it was maybe like a week or two they did an alpha, but. Uh, Got some information on it. Uh, I wanted to play it. I never got in, but that's what... What's this for now? Uh, PC. I'm in. Fortnite. Yeah, I, th- I think I told everybody to sign up for the alpha one, but none of us got in. But it sounds great. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, this game was announced in 2011. Yeah, it's been floating around I was going to say, this, is the, this was the game that I could never remember the name of that I've been wanting to play ever since I heard about it way back when. Yeah, when it got announced, they said it was going to be the first game to use Unreal 4, but... Is that still the case? It's yes. Been, is it going to be the first game? Riz just said, Fortnite is looking mighty fine. They're really pushing Unreal Engine 4 with that. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the first game to use Unreal 4 since like the, like the new consoles have come out and stuff like that, and they've been using the, the stronger technology. Yeah. But uh, this I know it said that this is the first epic game that's going to have. Because right. uh, that's their engine. Unreal 4 is their engine. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to this game. It's got the cartoonish, cartoony-styled graphics and stuff like that, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you can see some gameplay on YouTube and all that fun stuff. Nice. Uh, moving on. Oh, I should also mention the game's going to be free to play. Oh, Fortnite's going to be free. I'm pretty sure, nice. if I remember correctly. So. Okay. Microtransactions? Did you hear anything about that? <laughs> My guess is yeah, That's but... a I'd, dirty word, I know. But. I'd, I don't know for what. Uh, probably, like... St- I, I got the Team Fortress vibe from it. Okay. So maybe, like, as Corey said, hats. Hats, yeah. But uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Eric's having a just go. Is giggling. Uh, Star Fox for the Wii U. It's being developed by Nintendo, published by Nintendo. It's going to be out 2015 before Zelda. Uh, that's from the 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 mouth game of, of Miyamoto. Yeah, the Game Awards. But uh, for the Wii U, obviously, this is a weird game because there's hardly any info out on it. It's just been like, oh, it's coming out this year and before Zelda. But uh, so some game journalists have gotten a sneak peek into this game, and uh, they said to play it, you steer with the left control stick with the gamepad, and you aim with the gamepad motion sensing. So it's kind of you hold it up to the screen, and that's how you aim uh, hmm. with the control stick moving around. Yeah, I know they wanted to take advantage of some of the the hardware on the Wii U, where most games it's just like a uh, a lot of games it's like a map. A map, sc- uh, say yeah. a map screen or inventory management screen or, um, you know, you can play the actual game on the just on the gamepad. But I think with Star Fox, they wanted to, they wanted to be able to do different use things some with of the that. features. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the game will use a dual screen mechanic, uh, turning the gamepad also into the view of the cockpit in the R-Wing. And there's going to be like a little monitor that shows the perspective from behind the R-Wing, uh, which is kind of cool because you'll be looking through the thing and there's a little monitor you'll be able to see behind you, kind of like you're actual, actually piloting it, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool to me. And they are also using the gyro sensors on the gamepad to independently target enemies. Uh, the gamepad also allows you to switch between the R-Wing and Landmaster tank with a press of a button, and the game is also introducing a helicopter-type vehicle. So, nice. Yeah, this is looking cool. I haven't really played a Star Fox game all the way through. This could be my first one that yeah. I beat. Uh, did you play, you play the six? You guys played all the sixty four one? Did oh all yeah, you? I, pl- I, I did. Play, I played the first one too. That yeah. was back in the days when I used to snoop around mom's room for my presents, uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember that was one of the games. Or no, 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 that one wasn't. I got that one for Easter. Uh, the Easter Bunny brought me Star Fox sixty four. Nice. And I was disappointed actually because I wasn't really interested in it, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. There you so, go. Good series. Yeah. Um, and also, my favorite Smash character is Falco, or one of them. So. Very nice. I've never, re- as I said, I've never really played through one other than. I was kind of young when they came out, so I wasn't very good at the the whole playing of it. Yeah. On the Nintendo 64 controller. But um, anyway, the next game is Hellblade. It's being developed by Ninja Theory and published by Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory is the one that did the DMC uh, reboot that's also being uh, remade for the new consoles. Mm hmm. Uh, 2015 re- release date for the PS4 and Windows. So this is an action hack-and-slash game based on a Celtic myth. The trailer shows off the uh, main character, Senua, as she embarks on a personal journey through an underworld. Uh, and Ninja Theory said that they consider th- uh, this game as an independent AAA game. And what they mean by that is it's going to be developed and published independently, but it will have the production and uh, values of a AAA game. So it looks good. Yeah, yeah it, it does. does. And Ninja Theory said that the things that define their games is the class combat, strong character roles, and unique art style. And they said with this game, they're taking it all to the next level. Uh, obviously, they're going to say that to promote their game. But after seeing what they did with DMC, I'm kind of looking forward to this and thinking that they're going to put out a pretty awesome game. Yeah, I have no idea on pricing for this, how it'll, how much it'll be. Uh, I'm, ga- I'm going to guess forty bucks. Yeah, that sounds right. Because, I mean, they said it's going to be an independent game, so it gives me the feel that it won't be $60. Right. But you never know. Uh, and as I said, I after the DMC uh, DMC game, the, I kind of trust Ninja Theory with their games. Hell, Hellblade, right? Yep, Hellblade. Um, this got announced. I don't remember where. Uh, maybe it was E3. Gamescom? Gamescom, maybe. It's the trailer oh, with the... I think the, it was Gamescom. The, with, like, the female, like, Ninja Warrior, and it kind of was panning out and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm current. We are currently watching the Gamescom trailer. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's more than one. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's pretty. It, that's coming out this year. Apparently, a lot of these games that I did research on, I was like, ah, there's very little. I don't think. I think that one's gonna be pushed back after. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it could. As I said, a lot of these games are coming out of nowhere and getting early release dates, and I was like, I don't know anything about any of these, mm-hmm. so who knows? And my next one is another one that I don't know very little about, but uh, it's Battleborn. It's being developed by Gearbox and published by 2K, probably. Uh, I went to the Wikipedia page, but they didn't have one. Just took it to Gearbox. But their games get published by 2K, right? Yeah. Generally. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I figured it'd be 2K. The release date is 2015 for uh, PS4, Windows, and Xbox uh, One. 
There, once again, wasn't a ton of details on this other than the 18-minute gameplay video that they had, but it takes place in a space fantasy setting where multiple races contest uh, possession of the universe's last star. Uh, And this is a cooperative first-person shooter game that includes MOBA elements. And in the gameplay video, it was basically they were, like, defending an area and ways of enemies were coming on. And then, like, like in Destiny, like, a huge boss comes through, then they all fight it and kill it and stuff like that. But there are a total of five factions, uh, and each uh, faction has a subset of characters that you can play as. So uh, in every faction, subset of characters have their own abilities and play styles, ranging from, like, being a tank, uh, lane initiating, to damage uh, aggression, and crowd controlling, so they said that they want to make characters that would appeal to how everybody would play. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't know how many characters are going to be with the five factions. I was thinking maybe four for every faction, which is a lot of characters to yeah. be made, but which is pretty cool to see. And as I said, there's an 18 minute gameplay video for anybody who's interested in it, um, and it combines elements of Borderlands and Dota. Mm. Looks that's pretty cool. A lot of people said the combat looks kind of boring, which I could see, but. If it's a cooperative game, I'm not going to be as bothered by it. Right. Unless it, if it was solo, maybe it would be a little boring. But um, but this is a game that you don't really see anything about anymore. Battleborn, yeah, I haven't heard much about it. No, other than after its announcement. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Gearbox did Borderlands well, so. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah, this one could be pushed back, too. A lot of these games seem like they're going to be pushed back, but. Anyway, on to the next one. It's Kingdom Under Fire 2. It's being developed by Blueside, coming out in 2015 for the Windows and PS4. Uh, the game was announced in 2008 and has been delayed multiple times, and then they announced that it was coming out on the new consoles and stuff like that, so they're working on that. But it takes place after the events of The Circle of Doom, which I'm assuming was another game in the series. Uh, the game explores the wars between three factions, the Human Alliance, the Dark Legion, and some other one that I can't even pronounce, and the struggle to control the game's world and continent of Bersia. The game combines action RPG with real-time strategy. The players control a hero and can command like an army of troops, and the player has full control of the armies and can run around freely with them. But when they want to command the armies and send them to like specified locations, it pans out a little bit, and they, it's like a normal RTS. Like a, yeah. I got a I got a Dynasty Warriors vibe from that. Yeah, a little bit because you can fight with your characters and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. which is cool. So you can send your armies around and fight yeah. with them. Mm. Um, well, what else? Yeah, a lot of people in the comments said that this looked pretty much like a a Dynasty Warriors game, but uh, you know, has the elements of an RTS and stuff. And this is an MMORPG too. Oh. Uh, which is kind of cool. I don't know how it's all going to tie together. Yeah, it's strange. I watched a lot of the game, like uh, maybe. 15 minute gameplay video that's pretty it looked pretty awesome and it looked like a game i'd have a lot of fun with um dan you'd probably like it too um but uh moving on from that is yoshi's woolly world uh it's being developed by goodfield they also did the um kirby game that's coming out the the one that's like the claymation claymation kirby. stuff like that uh it's being published by nintendo this has an early 2015 release date for the wii u um this hasn't this hasn't gotten a official release date yet, has it? I don't think so. Okay, it wasn't one because the Nintendo had a had a uh, Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I'm gonna guess May. May Mario Kart came out approximately. Um, but this is a side-scrolling platform game. It's the first home console Yoshi game since Yoshi's Story in 1997. Wow. wow. Which I was like, wait, I thought there were more, but they were all for the 3DS, yeah, and handhelds, and stuff like that. But the player plays as Yoshi, obviously, and it's similar to Goodfield's Kirby's Epic Yarn. Uh, the game is set in a world where the characters and environments are composed of yarn and cloth and stuff like that. 
Um, the Kirby one was uh, more claymation, stuff like that, too. This one's just, like, strictly cloth and um, yarn. But uh, Yoshi has many of the same moves as he does in his Yoshi Island series games, uh, such as using his tongue to swallow enemies and doing the fluttering jump with his legs and to reach more difficult areas. But in this game, when Yoshi does the swallow attack, instead of making the eggs that he normally does, they're like balls of yarn. And the balls of yarn do different things when he throws them. Uh, like knocking out players and, you know, reaching other areas. And they get wrapped around in the yarn for some of them and stuff like that. It's very nice looking. Uh, it is. Very, awesome. very pleasing looking graphics. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's really neat. It's got my favorite map in the Smash Brothers game, too. I really like that map yeah. with the claymation, or not the claymation, the yarns and everything like that. Uh, but also, this game is going to be cooperative, and two players can uh, play together and, like, It'll be two Yoshis, and they can help each other get to other areas that in the main, like in the main game, you can't get solo. So like, like me and Corey were playing, I could pick up Corey's Yoshi and throw him to another area, and he can flutter to it to get an extra boost, which is kind of cool. Um, and the game will also smart support amiibos. Uh, Yoshi will have the capability of using like woolen transformations to progress through the game. One of the examples was Yoshi can become like a his legs turn to wheels, and he like drives around on the map and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one looks pretty cool too. That's all the games that I had. Sounds good. I'll go next. Uh, my first game, Hearts of Iron 4 for PC, Mac, Linux, uh, due out quarter one or quarter two, developed uh, by Paradox Development Studio and published by Paradox Interactive. It's a grand strategy game that takes place during World War II. You take command of a country, big or small, during the World War II conflict. Uh, but not only do you control military units, but you also control the economics, manufacturing, espionage, diplomacy, and morale of your country. Uh, if you played any of the other Paradox Interactive games like uh, Europa Universalist, Crusader Kings, or Victoria uh, series games, you'll recognize the map. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a map. It's a map and then menus and lots of reading. <laughs> uh, I'm very interested in it. Uh, I, I have Hearts of Iron 3. I've never just never got around to playing it, but I'm really excited for Hearts of Iron 4. I really like Paradox's grand strategy games. So looking forward to Hearts of Iron 4. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront is the next one on the list for PC, PS4, Xbox One. This is due out holiday 2015. Um, probably, you know, pro- it'll probably be a big fall release, maybe late fall, maybe like November. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe next guess. fall. Maybe never. You I never hope know. Not. I hope not. I think they announced pretty early that it was due out this fall. <laughs> I bet you not. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out more at E3. They haven't really shown anything for it. No. So. Uh, it's developed by DICE and published by EA. It's not a sequel to Battlefront 2, but a reboot of the series. Uh, there is not a lot of information on on the new Battlefront at this point, but Hoth and Endor were revealed as playable maps in the game. So, All right. I know you're interested in Battlefront, Will. Oh, definitely. Me too. I'll definitely be buying Battlefront. Hoth. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Hoth's my favorite planet. Gets my gander up. It's supposed to coincide a little bit, too, with the new movie, which is why I think they're probably going <laughs> to stick to the release date. What are you giggling about over there? I put the wrong video on, and I didn't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put a porno up or something? Corey, no. Corey clear your history. <laughs> I don't even know what the right one is. <laughs> Are you trying to play the trailer from uh, E3, what, two years ago when the game was announced? Or what? I guess it was. Yeah, what's wrong? I'll, play, I'll play that one. What's wrong with that? Uh, I mean, it's, it's just, the only video out, isn't it? The, it it <laughs> yeah, just it shows like a, a at at footprint in, in the snow and hoth and that's all it really there's, really shows there's the e3 footage of them talking about it and walking through yeah. areas yeah that's this is where the game's taking sauce. place mm. 
So that's a definite buy for me. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Next on my list, Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U. Um, it's coming out in Japan April 29th, 2015. Uh, it's got a 2015 release date for North America and Europe. Developed by Monolith Soft and published by Nintendo. It's a spiritual to success, a spiritual successor to Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii, uh, set in a sci-fi universe where humanity has abandoned Earth in search of a new home world. I guess there's a, there's a war between two alien races going on right around Earth, and the planet's about to get destroyed, so they, they decide to hightail it out of there and look for a new home world. Uh, the Ark ship White Whale uh, crash lands on the planet Mira, uh, and there, humans try to establish a new home. It's an open-world, exploration-heavy RPG where traveling can be done on foot or uh, in a giant humanoid, humanoid mech known as a doll. Uh, dolls can transform into various land vehicles, fly, and traverse water. Combat reminded me a little bit of the Monster Hunter games because a lot of the stuff you fight is really big. Uh, and you can fight it on foot or you can fight it in your in your robot too, which is also really cool. It's definitely one of the games I'm most looking forward to this year. Uh, Me too, Dan. Xenoblade Chronicles X, and the uh, I had kind of not forgotten about it, but kind of put it on my back burner until the Nintendo Direct last week, and they showed some footage from it. I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for that game. That's Wii U, I, right? Wii U, yeah. 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 If I could get one video game this year, that's probably what it would be. be the it would be The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. But if I could get two video games this year, The Witcher and Xenoblade. Yeah. I thought yeah. you didn't like The Witcher, Corey. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you always crap on the publisher or the developer. No, I don't. Doesn't he? A little bit. Well, just, you've been drinking just about the delays. Yeah, he was you're always on the like the, the Witcher one and two are in like my top ten favorite games you, of all time. You're the guy who you, who said, um, oh. oh yeah, because they're they're playing up that whole like we're the you good know, guy war on the side of the game. Yeah, the gamers thing. It okay. just gets a little tired after a while. That's why I I bitch about it. All right, Somebody's got to. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, sometime later this year. I'm, I'm hoping it still comes out this year. It's one of my most anticipated. So, one thing that kind of bothers me about it, Dan, is it sounds like they're doing away with the whole origin story that was in Xenoblade Chronicles, which was one of my favorite parts of it. the The setup for that game was that you, the planet that you lived on, was these two titans that yeah. were warring with each other, yep. uh, and got like frozen in time, and then like plants and stuff grow on these titans and you live on these titans but yeah. this game seems to do away with that it does correct? it's uh because it's earth you're you're actually on earth and there's two warring alien factions that are having that having it out right around earth and earth yeah. is getting destroyed in the process so uh humans kind of take off on the on the arc ships like like in uh like sid meyer sid Battlestar galactica Exactly like that. Um, well, except they're not—they're not technically there to ex- extermi- exterminate humanity. They're just fighting the the two uh-huh. the two factions. Uh, and yeah, you crash land on this new planet, and I guess some of the one of the factions comes after you to finish you off. Maybe so you're not a witness or whatever. I don't know exactly, but you do have to fight off one of those alien species that was fighting over Earth. Apparently, at some point in the game. Interesting, but yeah, it's not set on the two titans like in in Xenoblade Chronicles. You're right; that was very cool. Very cool. I wonder if they're gonna. About it. If I wonder if that's like still tied into the universe somehow. It's just maybe. I don't know. They, they said it's a spiritual successor and not a not a gotcha a sequel. I guess. Uh, next on the list, Sid Meier's 
Starships for PC, Mac, and iOS. This is quarter one or quarter two 2015 release, developed by Firaxis Games and published by 2K Games. Uh, it's supposed to be supposedly set in the same universe as Beyond Earth, where the player uh, plays in control of the, the space fleet. Uh, it's a space 4X game. It seems to be in the same vein as the Master of Orion games. Uh, here's what I'm hoping for with this, and I'm hoping I'm hoping they've managed to tie it in with Beyond Earth a little bit. I'm hoping if you like say say it's like Master of Orion and you colonize a planet, I'm hoping you can take that data of that planet, put it in Beyond Earth, and play everything that happens. Uh, you know, on the ground on that planet and beyond Earth and send that data back up into Sid Meier's starships. Wouldn't that be neat? Yeah, they that no, they, they did say that there would be some sort of integration. Oh, good. <laughs> I hadn't heard yeah. that, but that's that's yep. that's genius. Yeah, uh, uh, they didn't specify, but yeah, I imagine something like what you're describing is, is what it is. Yeah, so, something like that. It may not be that much of a, a you know, cooperative or relationship, I guess. Um, but something like that I think would be very cool because one of my favorite things about Crusader Kings and Euro- Europa Universalis is you can take your game that you spent you know, 60, 70 hours on in Crusader Kings 2 and migrate it into Europa Universalis. Um, my my enemy throughout most of Crusader Kings 2 and into Europa Universalis was the Carpathian Empire, uh, which is funny because we have a Carpathian hill kind of near where we live, and every time I hear Carpathian, I cringe because... It's make out bluff. I had, uh, I had, uh, well, exactly. I had lots of dropped out, drop out, knockout wars with the Carpathian Empire. So that's that's you know one of the one of the cool things about what what video games can do. You know, didn't um, didn't XCOM have some sort of integration with Civ? Am I making that up? No, I, I think it was just you get you can get units in Civ five from XCOM like later on in the like right. later on in the, the age or whatever. Gotcha. I think that's what it was. I had forgotten yeah. about that, but yeah, you just you just reminded me of that. That's neat. Uh, maybe it'll get me to uh this game will get me to boot up Beyond Earth again. Yeah, maybe. Considering I've just played through it once and haven't touched it since. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, Rise of the Tomb Raider for Xbox One, 360, and then later it's supposed to be on other consoles. Developed by Crystal Dynamics and published by Microsoft Studios. This is the timed exclusive that that Microsoft, uh, I guess, purchased, at least initially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not a ton of details on that, just same developer. Um, so I really like the first Tomb Raider reboot. It was really good. So fantastic I'm, game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this coming out uh, eventually on a platform I can play it on. You can have my Xbox. Then I don't even want it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I'll buy it off you. Shut up, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot to talk about with that. Uh, next on the list, Kingdom Come Deliverance for PC, Mac, Linux for in quarter four, 2015. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One are to be announced. Developed and published by Warhorse Studio. It's the first-person open-world RPG set in the ancient kingdom of Bohemia. Uh, this is the one that was on Kickstarter, the low fantasy RPG. Uh, it's a historic. It's going to use historically accurate castles, clothing, and combat. It uses a classless RPG system, allowing the player to customize their character to their preference. Um, really looking forward to that one. Seems really neat. Really neat. What made you pick this game, Dan? <laughs> we, we actually talked about it uh, not that long ago. There's been, there's been trailers and stuff for it. 
We were all excited for it. I'm sorry. What game is that? Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to see it again. It. No, we we've talked about it on this podcast. It's the open world fantasy RPG. Yeah. Um. We 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 were we didn't know if it was going to be. It is actually set in a uh, factual historical location. Um. We've talked about it. Yeah, we have. I think I, I don't. I think remember. I, I think Idaho Jake brought it up one time, and we we he looked did. it up. He did. You're right. I don't remember it personally, yeah. but uh, I know that Jake did bring it up. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It it looks like it's uh it looks a little bit like Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. But it also reminds me gameplay wise of like uh, Mountain Blade Warband a little bit, and in, in in the way you interact with. Uh, villages and stuff so yeah i mean it's a, it's a game where you can kind of make your you, you make your own path essentially you can be a fighter you can be a uh i saw bard mentioned specifically on there and and the skills that you use are the ones that level up so you know you're not you're not forced into a class that maybe has some skills that you're not going to use it's only skills that you actually use like skyrim yeah like skyrim a little bit mm. so no, it's uh, it's it's looking great. So it does far. look really good, Corey. You should check out the video and shut up too, because we did talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we definitely did. I, I swear to you, if we talked about it, I a don't remember it, and b probably wasn't paying attention. Maybe you weren't on. He might episode. not have been on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's coming out later this year for PC, Mac, and Linux to be announced for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, next on the list, Just Cause Three for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Developed by Avalanche Studios and published by Square Enix. It's similar to Just Cause 2 in size, scope, and gameplay. Um, let me see. My notes are a little bit dark. Uh, it takes place on a fictional uh, Mediterranean island called Medici. Uh, not a lot of details yet, but it's it'll be a full-price game with no microtransactions. All right. So that's always nice to hear. Someone specifically <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> tossing that it's- under the bus. Yeah, that's funny that that is now like a marketing pitch. Like, well, I full think, price game, no microtransactions. I think Just Cause Two had some microtransactions. Oh, okay. And maybe that upset the fan base. I don't know. I I have Just Cause Two. I've never played it. It's on my foreign February oh, fantasy draft it's list. A, it's on my fantasy draft list yeah. too. Uh, it's it's a game. I was looking at the how long to be like the how long to be story is like 18 hours but the completionist is like 85 oh my god um so that's one i would probably try to hurry through (laughs) i wouldn't want it to take me 85 hours after skyrim or not skyrim dragon age dragon age this is the game where all the crazy stuff happens that players can do right yeah it's very open world like far cry kind of it reminds me of far cry but it's i think it's more like grand theft auto oh okay um different yeah because is it third person? I, don't I think know. it's but third, it, remind, yeah. it reminds me more of of Grand Theft Auto, okay. than, where you can kind of. You, but it's like Far Cry in that you make your own fun type of game. All right. So. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I, that's going to be a buy for me. Yeah, I'm probably going to get it too, depending on when it comes out. Yeah. And then my last one, Mad Max for PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox 360, developed by Avalanche Studios and published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Open world vehicular combat action adventure. Uh, Max must recover his vehicle, the Pursuit Special. Uh, that's the basic plot of the game. It's got a crafting system for making weapons and tools, an extensive vehicle customization and upgrade system. Haven't seen a lot about this game either. Uh, no gameplay or anything like that. There's just been some cinematic trailers, but we'll see how it looks when it comes out. It made me think of Rage 
yeah, when I, when yeah, I heard about right. it. So I don't know anything about Mad Max. Whatsoever. I saw I saw some of the Mad Max movies years ago, and the new one looks really good. The new Mad Max movie. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't I'm, even know there was a new one. Yeah. Uh, watch the trailer. It's really. It looks like. Uh, it looks like Borderlands. Oh, it does. Okay. Who's anybody <laughs> in it that you? Yeah, uh, Charlize Theron. Okay, is in it. You wouldn't recognize it was her though. She's got like a shaved head and like black right. eye makeup and stuff. Doesn't really look like her that much. But okay. looks like a cool movie. Cool. We'll see about the game. All right, that's all I got, Corey. My turn. Your turn. Yeah, oh, boy. Uh, first one up for me is a little known game called Fable Legends uh, from Lionhead Studios. I'm going to try and play the trailers while I talk about these. It's going to require a little bit of extra effort, but uh, I think we'll pay off. Um, for Xbox One and PC, it takes place in Albion just like the other ones, but this one is several hundred years before the events of the original Fable games. Oh. Uh, and the big mechanic in this one is five-player gameplay. Uh, four heroes playing together cooperatively, and then one villain trying to stop them. So it's like Evolve. Yes, very much like Evolve. That sort of asynchronous gameplay where you know the, the four people are working together, and then there's one person trying to, to stop them via a different set of gameplay mechanics and stuff. Um so you can play through the game as the hero or the villain, uh, and each one has their own story progression. And we saw a little bit of the gameplay at E3, um, and I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, Fable, for me, has been a series that I got snake bit by in the first one, didn't really care about the other two, and then that On Rails one came out that was garbage. <laughs> um, and now we have this one, which, again, I'm kind of intrigued by, because... The way it's set up is you, you the four heroes are trying to get from A to B, and the villain is doing whatever they can to stop them, whether it's traps, uh, sending enemies. Can you guys stop making fun of me? So I can get through this? Please. Uh, I lost my place. So yeah, as the villain, you're setting up traps, closing off paths, sending out minions, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there has been a closed beta since uh, October they started. Um, there will be smart glass integration for the villain setup phase when they're, you know, preparing the gauntlet that the heroes have to walk through. Cross-platform play we already talked about, and it will be one of the games that will support DirectX 12 at launch. So for you PC gamers, that's pretty good. Yeah. My, my question about it is what, what, is it just like a multiplayer map that you play through? Like what, is there... Is it the, way, the way I, I did a little bit of uh, research about it, there's like a hub city that you hang out in, and it's all very social. Like you can play pub games and do all this various, you know, kind of city things, I assume, like shopping and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then you will pick up missions and go out on those missions okay. from the hub city. That's kind of cool. I, I'm actually looking forward to this game. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Oh, so while you're doing these missions, there's a bad guy who's trying to prevent you from doing them. Yes. Okay. A okay. villain. That's pretty cool. Uh, can be AI, but also can be... Uh, player controlled i like that so that, yes. that so that that sounds like like fantasy the way fantasy star online is run a little uh, bit i don't have very much experience with fantasy it's, Star. it's online. been a while since i played fantasy star online but it's the same idea you have a hub city and then you go off on your 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 mission all right or whatever yeah now that you mention it yeah that sounds pretty accurate I like that at least at least everything's kind of tied together Ooh. that way do you have like your hero that you level up and stuff 
Yeah. Okay. Because I don't like – I, I was worried that they were going to go like the first-person shooter route where you know each match just is its own like thing and it doesn't matter after no from what i understand there's uh, a progression and stuff story progression um you don't make a character i don't think it's as like a fable one two and three was no i think there's four or five characters right right there there's pre-made characters that you just play as Um, that's fine as long as you can upgrade them and stuff but yeah definitely definitely looks cool yeah okay i was i was Um, curious i didn't really know how that game worked i in my travels go ahead uh, another game uh, that I'm also looking forward to and I'm probably going to need a PS4 to play this is Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain um, oh no it's coming out for PC yeah it's going to be on Steam I'm good uh, Xbox One, PS4, PS3 and 360 it is coming out for the old gen consoles Players take on the role of Venom Snake, also known as Big Boss, during the Soviet War in the aftermath of Ground Zeroes. Now, I didn't play Ground Zeroes. Dan and Eric, you guys both played through the whole thing, right? Yep. Yep. The the whole hour and 20 minutes worth. (laughs) I think it took me 50 minutes. With like half an hour worth of cutscenes. Yep. (laughs) That thing uh, that they've sold for 40 bucks. It started off as forty bucks. No, they. It started off as forty bucks. People got pissed off, so they sold it for thirty. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, but it's apparently that thing that people spent a lot of money on served as the prologue to the Phantom Pain. Um, and in in the Phantom Pain, Snake is enacting revenge on those who wronged him in Ground Zeroes. Um, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. I don't because I didn't play it. Ah, God, I feel like I don't know shit about Metal Gear at all. I vaguely vaguely remember. There's some pretty horrible events that happened at the end. Yeah, towards the end, yeah. There you go. I can see that. Uh, And apparently Phantom Pain has largely the same gameplay elements. Is that... I hope so, because it was damn good in Ground Zeroes, I thought. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Of all the stealth games I've played, it it at least controlled pretty nicely. Uh, I didn't find myself getting stuck on things or anything like that like it controlled smoothly it was just it was too slow paced for me i think yeah it got to a point where i just started shooting people that's how i got to i'm like ah screw this i'm just gonna massacre everybody yeah wolfenstein yeah exactly uh the game consists of several large open world environments that's kind of new to uh to the metal gear universe um stealth is of course a major factor you get the typical metal gear solid tools and weapons all along the way uh, but some other new things, they have a day and night cycle and weather effects that affect your stealth and gameplay uh, in some pretty cool ways. I guess uh, soldiers take different paths at different times of days and depending on the weather. And um, There's like a, a time element where time passes normally, but if you smoke a cigar, it passes more quickly. So you can kind of scout ahead and see troop movements and stuff so you can plan out your your stealth move. Uh, there's an improved AI that learns based on the tactics that you use. So if you're doing this, retrying the same mission over and over again and, and doing the same thing over and over again, um, and the example I saw was taking a lot of headshots with the sniper rifle, the troops will adapt and start wearing helmets. Um, so that's different and new. Uh, there's vehicles like cars and tanks and even horses to traverse the world. That's all new. Uh, there's a rock climbing mechanic. Uh, you can sort of use that as a means of a shortcut. I assume there's some downsides to, to rock climbing, uh, like making yourself extremely vulnerable. Um, 
you can call for helicopter support. Uh, you can have commandos scout ahead for you. There are AI companions. We keep seeing that one scantily clad sniper girl. Oh, uh, quiet. Quiet. Was quiet she in Ground it? Zeroes? No. No. Not that I saw. Um, yep, you can call on them to help out, and apparently uh, their abilities depend on your relationship with them, so I don't know if it's like a Bioware sort of... Uh, what's the word? Relationships? Um, yeah, relationship meter or something. System. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, there's also a base building feature, which apparently Ooh. was in Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. I didn't play that game, so I can't really speak to it too much, but you use it to research weapons and items and recruit soldiers. Um one thing that's fun, from my opinion, because I love mobile games, is that you can access it from smartphones. Um, so you can actually do things for your Metal Gear Phantom Pain from your smartphone while you're not at your console or computer or whatever. Yeah, I don't mind that. I would love to see more of. Um, as long as it doesn't want... force you to do it while you're actually playing the game. Like, yeah. a certain game. Yeah. I always want that companion like so when i'm away from my game i can still participate in my game somehow i played a lot of the black flag one that was a lot of fun the yeah where you sent out the ships on, on that was and stuff that was cool and then you get mm-hmm. in the game and get all reap reap all the gold that you made from sending out your ships and uh yeah. into shipping whatnot i like that a lot it's cool uh, and uh, also new for this Metal Gear is the voice acting and motion capture is all done with English actors as opposed to before where they used Japanese and then dubbed over the English voices. Um, this time they're doing it the other way around. I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that they got Kiefer Sutherland to play Snake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so that's cool in... Uh, yeah the game will also include metal gear online which we saw what was that gamescom they showed the trailer for that or the playstation experience or was that the video game Event? awards oh might have been the video game i think awards. it was the I video game awards that online looked pretty crazy but pretty cool in my opinion i thought it looked cool there was a lot of neat innovative things in there i thought mm-hmm. like yeah, remember the when the, the balloon that picked the dude up so everybody yeah, could see that was him awesome. that was awesome um i'm excited for this game i picked it as my game of the show for E3, whichever year was that, 2013? 13, yeah. Um, I was really impressed with it. I think it's going to be cool. Um, glad it's coming out on PC. I had it in my head that it was just consoles. It's new that That's it's cool. coming out for PC because they just released uh, Ground Zeroes on PC. Like, probably within a month. Maybe two months. I, maybe December it came out. For the low, low price of $30. I think it's 20 Whoa. Okay. Once so. it gets down to ten, then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, even that's pushing it. Yeah. yeah, with how short it is. I mean, I guess if you play through it multiple times, you might get your money's worth. But why do you need to? Wasn't it, there it, like a hard mode or something after e- you beat it? Yeah, there's some more stuff you could do. Collecting yeah, there's like goals items. you can beat. And, yeah. You know, forty dollars worth, huh? Not getting seen. It should. Like it should have been free. Ultimately, I think. You know. Sure. Hey, it's a demo. It's, it's an hour. It's a demo. Bizarre. How? I mean, how successful was it as a teaser for the Phantom Pain? Eric, you said you were really impressed with the gameplay. Do you think that might have been part of it, is just to get people to get excited about the Phantom Pain? Well, I mean, as somebody who has really only... I mean, I played... What was the... Was it the first Metal Gear? Solid. Where it fucked with your system and made you think it was broken? Yeah. yeah. I played that one, and then I didn't play another one until Metal Gear 4 which I tried last year for 4 in February and fucking hated. 
Yeah, you didn't like that and one at all. No. So this was my my last experience with Metal Gear, and I really liked it. I thought it handled really well. Yeah. That was my main concern with with four was that I didn't the controls were were bad. I thought, and that could just be me not having played a lot of Metal Gear. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought that Ground Zeroes controlled very well. Uh, the shooting was good. So, it, yeah, because Metal Gear Five was uh, maybe for me. Mm-hmm. But after playing Ground Zeroes, I'm I'm probably much closer to buying it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Did you guys both buy it, or did you? I you bought it, and it? Eric borrowed mine. Oh, good. I borrowed it too. I told Will to play it. It's it would have taken him an hour. <laughs> I was too did. lazy to play an hour. You, long know, you game. know, Will. Me alone. But I traded it in. I think I got like four bucks for it or something. Not very much. <laughs> Which is what you should have paid for it. <laughs> exactly. Microtransaction price. Yeah. Okay, Corey. I'll move on to another game I'm excited about, and this is a series I've been wanting to get into, is Persona 5. Uh, for the PS3 and PS4, I really have to play these games. So are you uh, getting a PS4 then? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I gotta, it is. I got to start making some money before... Sure. I, that. I made I made three cents yesterday. That's pretty good. Nice, dude. Not a boy. Would you do sell another Steam card? No, uh, just just some advertising on the various websites here and there. Nice. Yeah, three cents. Got to start somewhere, right? That's right. Uh, it's uh, if you don't know what Persona is, it's a JRPG. The series set in modern J- day Japan. Dan, what was that game for Xbox that took place in modern day Japan that you had? Was Shenmue. It Shenmue. Yeah, Shenmue. Was it yeah. Shenmue or Shenmue 2? I think it's Shenmue 2. I can't remember, but I really liked it. Yeah, it was like a it was like a brawler, but it was kind of it was open, I think. I don't remember. I very remember vague bits of it, but I remember really liking it. Yeah, I didn't play um, it that long. But I like a lot of anime and stuff. Um so I think I would really like these Persona games and and people really seem to love Persona 4. Yeah, that's uh, one of the one. That was one of the regrets I had when I traded in my PS4 was that I wouldn't get to play Persona and Disgaea along with Bloodborne. Yeah, so, it's sad, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we that we really don't know much about the game. Uh, there's been some very vague and rather bizarre trailers that we've seen for Persona Five, but that's about it. Um, from what I could glean from the internet, that this one is about breaking from society's norms and. Uh, the characters striving to attain freedom. Okay. Um, I guess the one of the creative directors said that they want to, this to be uh, thematically more accessible, whatever that means. I don't know because I haven't played the previous ones. So uh, maybe they were a little bit more crazy, but this one seems a little bit more down to earth. Uh, that's all I have for, for Persona 5. I really couldn't find much information at all. Yeah, they're, uh, they're tight-lipped about that one. Tight-lipped, yeah. When did the last one come out? Didn't that just come out last year? Persona there was, Four, there was, yeah. Arena. Or, there was there was a 3DS one that came out last year. Persona Four, I think, has been out for a while. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it came out two or three years ago. Hmm. <clears throat> um, I'll move on to Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six: The Siege, which I made the bold prediction of Game of the Year. Um, for Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. <clears throat> It's a tactical first-person shooter, but the focus is on teamwork and realism. That was sort of their development goals. A uh, single spawn, so if you die, you are done until the match is over, uh, which I guess 
they believe will dramatically change, you know, people's the way people play a first person shooter rather than worrying about kill death. It's more about winning the match. Uh, well, I can attest to that kind of from playing search and destroy on call of duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the same kind of thing. You only have one life and, uh, people definitely, including myself, play that a lot differently. Yeah. It's good. I think it's a good change. It's enjoyable. Yeah. That's sure. a good, good change. Yep. Um, the way the game works is it's a team of operatives versus a team of terrorists. Uh, from what I understand, I read some impressions of people that have spent a little bit of time with the game. It's very intense. Uh, the, one of the biggest things is destructible environments. Pretty much everything can be destroyed uh, and manipulated, and that plays into the strategy a little bit. Um, I think I think it was E3 we saw the trailer, and uh, the operatives were placing explosives in like strategic pl- spots on walls to burst open the wall and get a tactical advantage over Breach. the enemy. Or shooting, yeah, shooting through walls and doors. and I love that. Yeah. Like That's this. all really cool to me, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that in games in this new generation. Oh, definitely. I would love to see more destructible environments. Battlefield's been doing it for years. Uh, they have. That they have. And it's yeah. not just cars yeah. like yeah. most games. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Crackdown a little bit down the road, but apparently everything in Crackdown is destructible. It's not. Love that just certain spots that you can destroy it's like everything can be destroyed if you really want to um it's primarily a multiplayer game there's a single player campaign but what that pretty much just draws from what happens in the multiplayer it's just a set of scenarios where you're doing the same type of things um but yeah i'm excited about this game i think it looks really cool um i haven't been able to play a lot of first person shooters because i suck at them so something like this that's a little bit more tactical and more teamwork-oriented and stuff like that, I think I'd have more fun with. Um, we played Payday 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Um, I imagine it's a little bit more like that. I guess would be the closest thing I've played that I can compare it to. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks cool. Hopefully it's game of the year, so one of my bold predictions is right. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. We'll find out. <laughs> here. We'll make uh, it here. Scalebound for X-Bone. Uh, another game we know very little about. We've only seen a teaser trailer. I scoured the internet to see what I could find about it. Uh, it's listed on the Xbox website as an action-adventure game, and this is what it says about it. Scalebound transports you to a distant, hostile world. You'll come face-to-face with fearsome creatures, including a formidable dragon, and the bond you forge with this awesome predator will prove crucial to the survival of both worlds. Uh, excuse me. It's being developed by Platinum Games, who did Bayonetta 2 and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And the director is Hideki Kamiya, which apparently was a big part of the original Devil May Cry. He did the v- Beautiful Joe series, uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2, and The Wonderful 101. Uh-huh. Um, and he said that it's unlike anything he's worked on before. At, um, le- at least with Platinum, you know it's going to control nicely because both both the wonderful one on one and uh, Bayonetta one and two all had fantastic controls. Fantastic, right? So the creative director Ken Lobb uh, went on this podcast called Inner Circle and uh, sort of talked about the game a little bit. And he said you have to think about the game. He said you have to think what does Platinum do well. That's what they're building. What do we do well? That's what we're adding. And yes, these are dragon companions. God, they are awesome. Nice. Um, so, Dan, to your point right there, uh, what what Platinum does really well is really well-controlled con- combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fluid. 
um, crazy Japanese combat. Um, so we'll definitely see that. And then on that in that podcast, somebody asked him if it was an open world RPG, and all he said was, "That's a pretty good guess." Hmm. Um, so putting all of that together, my guess is that it's an open world RPG because uh, that's something Kamiya hasn't done before. Which he said it's uh, he said it's unlike anything he's ever done before. Um, but it's an open world RPG with excellent combat, and it sort of made me think of uh, an Amalur, but this one would obviously be more amped up Japanese yeah. crazy combat fun. All the boss ba- the, the boss battles in the in the wonderful one hundred and one uh, and Bayonetta are fantastic. There you go, just uh, crazy. Just Amalur on steroids with less geekiness yeah. would be my guess. Because uh, even in the trailer, you know, the guy had the hero or whatever i don't know if he was the hero or main character he had like headphones on and yeah very bizarre so that's my guess but again there's very little information mm-hmm. out about that overwatch yeah for windows and mac uh it's a multiplayer first person shooter by blizzard there isn't any plans for single player um it's set in a near future earth yeah believe it or not um the backstory is that there is an international task force called Overwatch that is trying to protect protect humanity from rogue robots. Uh, the gameplay is six v six squad based combat against first person shooter. Um, they the development team borrowed a lot from MOBAs. I guess you kind of choose your own hero with its unique abilities. Um, and as of right now, there are two game modes in the game. There's one called Payload, which is that the attacking team has to deliver a bomb to a waypoint before time runs out. And then there's point capture, uh, where the attacking team has to capture points on the map, and obviously the de- defending team is trying to stop them in both scenarios. The game maps are also inspired by real-world locations. Uh, what they have right now is King's Row, which is uh, England-inspired, Hanamura, which is Japanese-inspired, and Temple of Anubis, which is inspired by ancient Egypt. Hmm. Uh, I guess their goal with the game was to create a more accessible first-person shooter. So the emphasis is on completing goals rather than getting kills. Same with Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it seems like a trend this year, uh, which is good for me because, again, I suck at first-person shooters. Chris Metzen is the SVP of Story and Franchise Development. He said this about the game. He said, we have a long legacy of developing multiplayer games, and it came down to, is it even possible to build a shooter that doesn't feel cynical, that doesn't feel cruel, that doesn't feel nasty? Can you build one that really promotes teamwork and relationship and having fun with your friends and not getting killed with a thrown knife from halfway across the map as soon as you jump in? Uh, That's music to my ears. Yeah. I was initially uh, not impressed with what I saw from Overwatch, but I watched a video like top 25 PC games uh, coming out this year, and there was a little blurb about, about Overwatch in there, and I was immediately sold on it, and now I can't wait for it. It's the one Blizzard game I'm actually pro- I'm actually going to play. I I was pumped when I yeah. first saw it. I yeah, remember I pretty, watching it. I was like, this looks pretty goddamn Yeah, sweet. Well, I yeah. was initially put off because it reminded me too much of Team Fortress 2. It's like well, the exact same thing. Yeah, and it's what Blizzard does. Well, that, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> and they and they simplified it. But I, I really like the the vibe it's giving off. You know, the, yeah. I like the science, kind of science fiction-y type of – and uh, abilities too. That's another cool thing. Yeah. All the characters have their own kind of abilities. They're and, all different. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for it. I signed up for the beta like, I don't know, maybe It's kind of like Smash where you find the one you like. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? You find those, those three that you're good with. Yep. 
I'm actually really looking forward to Overwatch. Same. It's another beta I won't get into. <laughs> one of us will get in. That that one I, I probably would buy into. If it was like twenty bucks, I probably would buy into it. Damn, it'll be forty at least. Uh, forty's too much for a beta. Free well, to play, especially for a free to play. I'm saying for buying into the beta. Early, early access. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um. Yeah, they're not sure whether it's going to be free to play yet. Uh, my guess is that it will. Yeah. Um. It's currently no plans for console release. Uh. Open beta. They open beta. Closed beta. Open beta was moved to February. Um, they think the rumors abound that it was com- will come out in October. So, oh, okay. is this something that we need to be signed up for already? Or I yeah, signed up for the beta already. Fuck, I probably. I was gonna say I no, never you... sign up for the shit. I want to like hire somebody to just you sign still me up can. for all the betas. Just go just, to their website and yeah, sign up for the beta. Go to the Battle.net uh, website and then the beta preferences, and mm-hmm. then you can select which ones you want to get into. You got to remember your login information. Though. That's the key. <laughs> I had to remember mine. It was it took a while. I. Mine's been the same for years. Okay. I got a question about Battle.net. What? Why is it that I always have to log in on my computer, but I'm always logged in with my tablet? Uh, so you don't have must... to repeatedly log in on your tablet because no, it's a pain in the balls? No, Hearthstone and I'm in. It must be Whereas a... I have to go through Battle.net every time when I'm on my PC. It's it really mu- obnoxious. It must be a feature because whenever I click the Battle.net client, I'm always signed in immediately. You did it. Know. You did it wrong, Corey. The, the only game I have to sign into <laughs> is uh, Diablo three when I play it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And my last one is Crackdown. Uh, it is the third Crackdown, but they're not calling it that. They're just calling it Crackdown. Uh, Xbox One exclusive. It was announced at E three last year, uh, and since then we have heard next to nothing. Another game that we're we're hearing very little about. Um, I can tell you that it takes place after Crackdown 1, but it's an alternate timeline to Crackdown 2. So they're deviating from from the path that they took in Crackdown 2 a little bit. Uh, Like I briefly mentioned before, there's fully destructible city environments, and that sort of gameplay element is being powered by Xbox One's cloud thing that we kept hearing about, um, where the Xbox cloud can process a lot of information that you're console uh either can't or you know shouldn't need to waste all its resources on so i guess that's how they do that um so my guess would be you'd have to be online in order to have that feature yeah probably um that's the only way that would make sense i i don't know if they'll have an offline mode or what yeah Uh, but dave jones the director of the first game is back on board for this one um and then other than that all we know is that you play as an agent cleaning up the streets and that's it. We saw the teaser. Uh, I forget. He's like in a van or something. And he launches himself off a jump and crashes into a building. And I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I I played the first Crackdown and really liked it. It was a cell shaded yeah. like open world combat crime fighting game. You kind of get mm-hmm. superpowers and stuff. It was really really well done. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I would I, that would be a buy for me if I had a Xbone. Hoping it comes I to if PC. This will come out. I don't know if this. Do you think this will come out this year? I just feel like games that we've heard nothing about aren't ready to come out yeah, this maybe. year. There's been a lot of them, too. It's still early. It's only January. Yeah, that's true. true. That's so, true. It is only January. <laughs> it, it, feels like, it feels like it's later, but it is yeah. only January so far. Okay. Is that it, Corey? That's all I got. All right, Eric. What oh, you, what, what bringing you got? up the rear end. What do you got for us? Sorry, I was just trying to get into my battle account. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> After I told you I had the same thing for everything, I was wrong. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kick it off for my list with Below. 
mm-hmm. which is uh, exclusive to Xbox One on consoles, and it's also coming to PC. Uh, this is an indie game from Capybara Games and published by Microsoft Studios. Um, from the Wikipedia page, the uh, description it goes as is an adventure game uh, with a top-down perspective. It's uh, got roguelike tendencies. It's supposed to be very difficult with permadeath. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those real artistic looking that very, sets up very striking graphics. Yeah, re- really cool graphically and uh, very atmospheric. Uh, described as a mysterious world by Phil Spencer from Microsoft. Um, it looks really cool. It looks it feels a little bit like Limbo. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I know the the makers of Limbo are putting out another game that looks. A lot like Limbo, right? <laughs> but th- this one also feels and looks kind of like Limbo. Yeah, that'll be a buy um, for me. That looks cool. Yeah, it's definitely on my radar. I mean, as an Xbox One owner, I'm definitely yeah. going to get this one. Um, and I've really gotten into these rogue type games with difficulty. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something there to chew on. You know, like it's definitely. not just you're not just floating your way through. You have to be you have to be an active participant because otherwise you're going to die. Right, you know? and you, you feel accomplished yep. when when you finally beat it. Yep. Um, my next one is Until Dawn, which is uh, PS4 exclusive. This one, I don't know. I, I, I was really excited about this one when you first heard about it. Um, but my last taste of it, which I don't remember which where that was. Do you, Will? Was that at uh, E3? The PlayStation Experience? Yeah, I think it was the PlayStation Experience. Uh, it looks like it's kind of turned into a quick time event party. Which is disappointing. Yeah. So the way it sets up is there's eight friends. It, it's like a bad horror movie <laughs> yeah. is the way it sets up. There's eight friends that go away to like a retreat in the woods in a cabin and uh, kind of go south on them. And uh, you, the part that still is drawing me in towards this game is that you have decisions to make. And those decisions that you make... To, uh, directly affects like who survives in the game, and I guess there's thousands of endings, and uh, different people can live and die based on the decisions you make. There's big decisions, small decisions. Um, it looks pretty scary. Uh, the quick time events might take away from that. I feel like though, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I hope it reviews well because if it does, I'll buy it. Same here. I mean, it, it looks kind of like it could be a heavy rain in a horror setting. Yeah, you're right. Probably not as good, though, wow. considering how good Heavy Rain was. Right. But uh, Until Dawn is definitely one to look out for if you're a PS4 owner, I would say. Uh, that's from Supermassive Games. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a studio you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely I is. I didn't know they were making it. Yep. Uh, check out the, the trailers for it, though. For I Until Dawn. feel like I saw, watched some last year. The first one was better than what we saw last because, the, the, like I said, the quick time events just kind of threw me off. It wasn't what I was expecting out of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess they're trying to tell more of a story with it uh, than make it an action game. Gotcha. So I can kind of get behind that. I mean, we'll see how it is. I mean, I, I don't hate quick time events. I just, I guess, I wasn't expecting it yeah. for this game. Yeah. Um, my next one, even though you can get into early access on this on PC. Um, it is coming to PS4 supposedly this year at some point, and that is uh, H1Z1. Um, game I'm really excited about, and I have played now on PC, um, which I'll talk about my experiences with it when we get to what we played later on. But uh, basically, H1Z1 is uh, Sony's answer to DayZ, which 
I don't know. It has mixed reviews. It has its high points and low points. Uh, it's a survival MMO in a post-apocalyptic world with zombies and uh, other human players. Um, very sparse supplies as far as uh, weaponry goes and uh, things to eat, yeah. water. You have to take all of these things into account. Like you can, There's foraging. Um, there's going to be base building. That's not quite there yet, um, but it looks like that's going to be really cool. There's like, uh, you're going to be able to form factions and build these bases to hold people off in. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that it, <laughs> like it, it's a it's one of these games where kind of like No Man's Sky, where you have to make your own fun and what you do and the time that you put in, I think, is going to make. Make or break that game for you. So two warring factions in a server can be going at it, and at the same time a, a horde of zombies could come in right. and just mess with everything. Yeah. That would be so cool. It's got all that going on. And, like, if you just like to adventure and find stuff, like, this this has that, too. Yeah. Uh, the way I described it just from my brief time with it to, to these guys when I before we started recording was it's it kind of seems like a baseball game to me where six innings of it could be pretty boring where you're just forging through shit but then it always has a chance for like a walk off home run yeah uh, where something awesome could happen or just weird or crazy or unexpected could happen I mean you people have seen videos from things from Daisy. It's got that same kind of setup where just crazy shit can happen and like I was talking about earlier with the the dude I was watching on stream um, where people were putting bounties on his head. Like, that just came out of nowhere. It was, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. Um, it's got vehicles already. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, but uh, I am really looking forward to seeing where this game goes. Um, I, I would rather play it on console myself, and I would probably buy it on console if it does come out on PS4. Does it have controller support? I don't know, Dan. That's a good question. I was using mouse and keyboard. If you look on the the Steam page for it, if yeah, you, if your Steam is up, it's not. Oh, okay, I'll check after. Okay, um, but man, I I'm gonna talk about my experience with it later on. But uh-huh. that that's the the short of what goes on in that game. I don't know why I'm not the slightest bit interested in DayZ, but this one I'm way more interested in. I don't really know why. I was gonna ask that. Like, how different is this one compared to the games? Like. You know, like Rust in in the forest and Seven Days to Die, and You'd have they all to seem ask to have someone like that the same. Them. They they all have the same setup. So I'm just is is this one just are more people talking about it because it is Sony as opposed to like those other games were more it's new. I, well, this it's is independently this, developed. This is bigger, isn't it? This, it's an MMO. It's a huge world. I, I think that yeah, would the, be the no, biggest I mean, that's difference. The setup for those other games. That's why I'm. Are those MMOs like yeah. in that yeah. big? Yeah. Oh, are they? I think okay. so. For a lot of them, I think it's just this one's the new one out right now, the, so everybody's playing it. The big attraction to H one Z one is the is the base building thing. That's uh, that is not in uh, DayZ, which I would compare it closest to. Uh, the the forest you don't play with other people; it's just kind of by mm. yourself. Rust, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I didn't play Rust. You played Rust. Is there base building in that? Yeah, yeah. Let me read so you it's, it's, the it's description of the base building yeah. on the the H one Z one website. Uh, protect yourself from the elements, enemies, and ever impending undead by building a defensible base. Group with others to create heavily fortified location, whether a customized shack, a shanty town, or governor's mansion. Barricade yourself, your friends, and your possessions before you meet a sudden death and lose it all. Um, and there's kind of a picture of a base that's been built there in the background, and it's. 
Like, just the thought of doing that with people is awesome yeah. to me. It's just you got to do it. Right. <laughs> you got to put the time in. Like, yeah. This is definitely a time consumer. And it, like I said, you're going to, what you get out of it, you're going to have to put the time in to get anything out of it. But mm-hmm. uh, from what I've played, I'm pretty willing to do that. So, <laughs> um, oh, shit. Eric. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so that that's it for H1Z1 until we get to what we played. I do have a, a, a small story about something that happened to me. So, Uncharted 4 is my next game. Uh, you know, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and the, the hubbub seems to be that this isn't going to get released this year either. Really? Which would be a pretty big downer for Sony, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, Naughty Dog's latest game, uh, latest entrance into the Uncharted series... Um, Nathan Drake comes out of retirement to find, uh, I guess it's based around finding a pirate's bounty, or a pirate's uh, treasure, a big pirate's treasure. And uh, they just released that gameplay trailer recently at the, uh, what was that at? That was at the PlayStation Experience. Yeah, PlayStation Experience. Looks amazing, graphically. Um, I don't know, if you're into like the third-person cover shooters and you've liked Uncharted in the past, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the new Uncharted. It only looks better, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's a series I still want to go back to, and I'm hoping that, like Borderlands, they're going to release a, a package for PS4 where I can get that and, and play all play of those ones. games again, or for the first time. Um, but, yeah, I don't. there's not really too much other information out there on Uncharted 4. I mean, you, you kind of know what you're going into. Yeah. By the fourth one in a series. Yeah. But Naughty Dog. I trust Naughty Dog with, mm. with my life mm. at this point after Last of Us. Um, Anybody looking forward to that at all? No. Not really? See, I don't like that type of game really, but I like Tomb Raider. It's, it's very similar to Tomb Raider yeah. apparently, but I have a vested interest in Lara Croft because I've played a lot of the old Tomb Raider games. So Uncharted, right. um, just, you know, I don't have any have any experience with it so it's not i probably would like it if i played it but okay cool um this one is one that uh the more i look into it and the more i see of it the more excited i'm getting about it uh this is quantum break uh coming exclusively to xbox uh really hope this comes out this year because it looks awesome it's it's based around um time manipulation your character has time manipulation abilities, but aside from that, I guess the the main story deals with how time is literally crashing around you, and you're literally running out of time to complete your mission, um, which is against your former best friend who went ahead in time using some sort of time travel and is now your enemy. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, this game looks so good graphically, like the shadows and all that stuff. If you haven't watched any gameplay, if you, I highly recommend going to xbox.com and going to the, the Quantum Break page and watching the demo walkthrough with uh, Sam Lake, who I'm assuming is one of the creators of the game. Um, he does a good job of explaining what's going on in the uh, 16-minute walkthrough. Because um, it's the one that I broke down another time when I was talking about this game. But he did, obviously he would do a better job as a creator of just talking about um, the world and, and what is exactly going on in it. Um, because I, one thing that I didn't know when I watched this video before, it seemed like maybe the character paused time himself, which isn't actually true. Like I said, time is literally breaking down around your character. So time will just stop. And you kind of have to work your way through... 
uh, dangers that are around you while that's going on. And I don't know if there's like the risk of time just coming back up and bullets coming at you or cars flying at you or, or stuff like that. I'm assuming that's part of it. But uh, there's stutters in time where like the screen will just kind of go wacky and time is just going in and out. It's really, I think it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's probably honestly one of the games I'm looking most forward to this year. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game too. Yeah, and uh, I didn't even talk about how they're tying it into TV. Which I was going to ask you if you are going to watch this show. I, I don't know. I probably will check it out. I'm, I'm just going to read uh, the quick blurb from it from the website. How you play the game shapes a personalized version of the television show. Watching the show gives you strategies and insights that will impact the way you play the game and helps you discover unique content within the game. Um, so, yeah, I, d- I don't know how so, that's going to work. So how you play the game impacts the show? Apparently, so it like personalizes it to you. That's kind of crazy. Here's what I'm thinking. The stuff that happens in the game unlocks like a different... Like, they probably filmed everything in advance, you know, and is the show coming out, like, alongside the game? I would imagine. So so when you when you complete an event a certain way in a game, it unlocks that part of the show as opposed to, like, another part of the show is, is how I would guess it would work. That's how I would customize the show towards you, yeah, toward, toward how you played the game. That's pretty cool. It is very cool. Like yeah, that. and like I said, the gameplay looks fantastic. Um, you can slow time. Like I said, you can't freeze it yourself, but he can slow time down. And what that does is it kind of brings a stealth aspect to it because when you slow time down, you can run around the map. Like if, if your enemies have spotted you, you can slow time down, run around the map, and then they don't know where you are and it confuses them. And you can also slow time down and run up to them and like perform finishing moves on them. It's, it, it looks awesome, the gameplay and the graphics. Take their shirts off. Yeah, you can strip them down nude. Do whatever you want, atomic wedgies. Um, but this one's from Remedy Games, and I'm really, really excited about that one. All right. Will, you're going to get that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Remedy Games to begin with. What so. else have they done? Alan Wake, which I like. Oh, a lot. that's right, and Max Payne. And Max Payne. Two series I Is there don't any running like. around in a forest in Quantum Break? Gotta be, right? It's a prerequisite. Yeah. They've mastered that. <laughs> that piece. Not a fan of those two series, as it turns out, but. Uh, I am still looking forward to that. Um, my next one, uh, The Division, which is another one. I think uh, one of my bold predictions is this is not coming out this year again. But another post-apocalyptic feel in New York City. Um, Going to focus on teamwork, apparently. it's. Uh, I guess it's pretty seamless where you can jump in and out as you as you please and it's not going to affect your, your party's uh, gaming at all. One of the aspects that I thought was kind of cool with this and might be the first one to really do a good job with like a companion app, um, you kind of become an extra party member on your iPad or whatever whatever the case may be, and you can actually point out enemies on the map for your party members and attack those enemies with different kind of attacks that aren't available to the people that are playing actually in-game, oh. not on an iPad or whatever the case might be. Um I think that aspect is really neat. Um, just just kind of the way the game looks and the interface. I think we, we've talked about this before, and Corey agreed with me. The map that you bring up is like this thing that comes up almost from underground, and you yeah. kind of stand on it. It looks so cool. Yeah, it's an augmented does. reality map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This, this game, this was the one that was my game of the show in 2013 when Corey picked uh, Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Um Still really excited for this one. I hope that it comes to fruition and uh, actually lives up to the hype. But um, 
Please, Ubisoft, please. Yeah, don't fuck it up. I think that's which, everyone's sentiment. It is everyone's sentiment. Which which Ubisoft studio is doing it? Do you know? Um, uh, let me see I, I have a feeling it. Montreal, but I can't. That would be a good thing, right? Yes. Ubisoft massive. Oh, boy, that's everyone. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, this is another one where you're going to find loot. It's got a lot of RPG elements to it, which I guess is their big push and what kind of sets it apart from other of these open-world games. Um, but it's going to have loot and a lot of squad combat stuff to go along with that. So okay. I, I'm still really, really looking forward to this game. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I don't have a ton of faith in it. But. Sure. But if it comes out, you'll buy? I mean, That's a review. I okay. got to wait for reviews for that one. Okay. Definitely. Fair enough. Um, I was too soured up by other Ubisoft products oh, that well. I purchased. And honestly, who could blame you, Dan? Not me. And last, but certainly not least, first in my heart, uh, No Man's Sky hopefully comes out this year. Uh, and honestly, my time with H1Z1 has only made my lust for No Man's Sky that much more because I feel like it's shown me that I will be willing to devote my life to a game. To one game. To one game and make my fun. And that's what you're going to have to do in No Man's Sky by the looks of things. Uh, I'm just going to read a couple of the, the small... The, the website is short and sweet, yeah. and I really like that. And I'm going to just read pr- probably most of it. Um, no Man's Sky is a game about exploration and survival in an infinite, procedurally generated galaxy. Um, whether a distant mountain or a planet hanging low on the horizon, you can go there. You can fly seamlessly from the surface of a planet to another, and every star in the sky is a sun that you can visit. Where you'll go and how fast you'll make your way through this universe is up to you, and it's yours for the taking. Uh, so they're kind of telling you right there, like, you... you you're going to make your yeah. experience here. Yeah. We're giving you the the canvas, you paint on it. Um, I didn't realize there was going to be as much combat in this game. They kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, the dangers that you're going to find. Yeah. Every solar system, planet, ocean, and cave is filled with danger, and you you are vulnerable. Your ship and suit are fragile, and every encounter can test your skills to the limit. From dogfighting in space to first-person combat on a planet's surface, you'll face foes ready to overwhelm you. One mistake could see you lose everything. In No Man's Sky, every victory and every defeat has lasting consequences. Yeah. So that that's kind of interesting. Yeah, there's I know there's like... Uh like alien species that are floating out, but also the wildlife that you encounter is also going to be dangerous that you have to fight there's, against. There's dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to, to be honest with you, I didn't even realize there was going to be combat. I th- I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I get to fly around and explore. Awesome. Right, but the, like it says, it's, there's going to be dangers on these planets. So, you could, so it's like you, you're going to fly down to this planet. You have no fucking idea what's yeah. going to be there. There could be and, a pirate outpost down could there. could be anything. Nobody has any idea because that, probably nobody else has been there. Yeah. That adds another layer to the game too. Exactly. So that's perfect. Um, and to wrap it up from the No Man's Sky website, uh, build for an epic journey. Whether you want to explore and see things never be- before discovered or directly set course for the center of the galaxy, which I guess is the ultimate goal, is to get to the center of the galaxy. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you want to do that, you can. How you play No Man's Sky is up to you, but you cannot take your voyage lightly. You will need to prepare. Collect precious resources on the surfaces of planets and trade them for the ships, suits, and equipment that will take you to your destiny in the stars. Yeah. Which kind of sounds like destiny a little bit. Um, if this game 
delivers on 80% of what it's talking about. I feel like this is like a defining, defining. video game yeah. ever. I hope so. I, I just hope it doesn't fuck up, just fuck us over. Yeah, my friend Sean from Hello Games seems like <laughs> far too good of a guy to let me down. Yeah, it's crazy that this game's being made by such a small team too. Yeah, this game just seems so massive. Corey, what do you think over there? I'm just biting my tongue this whole time. Why? Go ahead. You shouldn't. We're on a podcast. I think it's. I think. Um, how should I put this? Um. I don't necessarily buy that whole make-your-own-fun thing. Uh, Why? There are a lot of games that do that. Um, but I don't really play those games. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Minecraft comes to mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, games without goals, I think I think No Man's Sky is going to be great. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, but as I predicted early on, I, I still feel that way, that it's going to be one of those things that's going to come out people are going to mess around with it they're really going to enjoy it but then they're it's, it's just going to be quickly be forgotten because there's not there's not enough to keep you there and i think you're right eric i think it's the type of game that you have to make your own fun um it's just for me i'm not the type of person who is a clever enough uh be dedicated enough i don't think you have um, to be clever for this one that minecraft yes that's like about building i don't i don't think this game requires you to be clever yeah, you just but have to discover thing. things like we we that's the thing though like how many things can you discover before you're just bored by it a lot in this setting i i don't I, that based on what we've seen i guess is my point like based on what we've seen and i hope they're hiding a lot of stuff like there isn't enough diversity and like crazy things going on based on what we've seen that would keep me playing this game for hours on end just to discover new things like i just feel like i'd get bored by it well if you ever listen listen to him talk in like interviews and stuff, this Sean from Hello Games, he always says there's a lot of things that we have planned for it that we're just not talking about right yeah. now. I really hope there is. And even if I there's really not, do. I'm honestly fine with what I've seen um, myself. I, and if it's not for you, that that's fine. But um, I don't know. I I think in this in this setting and what they they are building. With what I've seen, I'm perfectly fine with. But you think it's a game changer, like? It's just that's what I don't so understand. Much like different. I haven't seen anything in there that's like, oh, this is really going to change things. One one of the things, and this is I probably just, this is probably something that a lot of people miss because I I feel like I heard an interview with them. One of the things he says was uh, the 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 bigger things that happen in the universe between players and you know players interacting with the factions that are already in the game are are all going to be recorded. So you are going to be able to leave your mark on the actual universe. He said if you're wandering around a planet and blow up a uh, a rock with dynamite it's not going to record that but but the bigger things that that happen in the game world are going to have an influence on the entire universe in some way or another i think that's really a really cool thing that yeah. that's but not yeah, listed yeah, on like, the website like it it sounds great on paper but how does that work in practicality like what do you see and what sort of benefits do you reap from that and why does that keep you playing the game well you have to find you yeah have we to find out we don't got to find that out exactly I mean, that's when that's all i'm saying like this this you know could be great but based on what we've seen i just don't see anything in there that no i mean you as a player have to find that out it's the same thing like uh you know it's it's butterfly effect i guess you could say you know, it's the same thing as going about in your your daily life. Like, you never know what kind of small thing you do has a has a bigger impact on the that's world. That's exactly what I like about it. Yeah, and that's why I like H one Z one so much from what I've played of it. 
I don't know. Like, it, I'll talk about it more when we get to what we played with like how how I would tie I, it in with my my short time with H one Z one and what it literally made me think about No Man's Sky while I was playing it. Yeah, it's, I kind of it, wish it's quite. We didn't go ahead, Corey. I kind of wish we didn't know anything about this game until it came out. Well, we I really feel like we don't know anything about this game. I feel like that he gave us a very broad uh, overview of what No Man's Sky actually is. Um, and I think people have generally kind of filled in the blanks, but there's yeah. really not a lot of information out there about it right? and what you can do and what you can't do. And again, you know, 75% of my speculation and skepticism is just because you guys are so big on it. Right. Um, I, I think it looks cool. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to play it. But It's literally been like a lifelong dream of mine to just be able to get my spaceship and fly to a nearby planet and explore it. And if like it comes out for Morpheus and, and uh, Oculus. Oculus, forget it. That's literally been a dream of mine for as long as I can remember. So to be able to do that in a video game, in a very nice-looking video game, too, uh, it's it's very stylized. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm going to love it. And there's just something about uh, the fact that it's being made by a small team, yeah. and that Sean guy seems like such a good dude. He does. I want him to succeed so badly. It's kind of <laughs> got like a. It's kind of got like a retro feel to it, almost yeah. like it belongs in the like late seventies, early eighties. Except I love that. it's like great technology. Well, yeah, yeah, it's got everything. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm so excited for this game. I hope it com- a hope it comes out this year, but. If it needs to polish, push it the fuck back. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Yeah, and B, I, I just, I, I do hope that it lives up to the hype. Me too. Me too. I don't even care if it lives up to the hype. I hope it lives up to what I want out of it. Yeah. I hope I like it, basically. Right. I don't care if anybody else likes it. Yeah, that's how I feel about a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that's it for my games. I did... Uh, have some honorable mentions that I know that none of us were going to get too in-depth about that I'm excited for this year. Um, let me pull that up here. Assassin's Creed. Oh. That was not on my list. Victory. Nobody hit Mario Maker, but I don't think there's really too much to talk about with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my honorable mentions, uh, I didn't even know this was announced, and this could be complete bullshit the, because it was on Wikipedia. Gran Turismo 7. Was that announced? I haven't heard anything about it. Okay. Well, if that was <laughs> announced, I'm looking forward to that one. Hotline Miami 2. Yeah, uh, big Big fan of the first one. Mm-hmm. Inside, that is the one from the makers of Limbo. Okay. Okay. Look, play Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You played it? No, Play Dead. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It uh, looks a lot like Limbo. Yeah, and uh, I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, the new King's Quest entry looks pretty cool. Uh, I already talked about Ori and the Blind Forest earlier on. Uh, Project Cars, still looking for that racing game. Uh, the Talos Principle, I know is out on PC, but it's coming to PS4 this year. Um, the Tomorrow Children, I don't even know if that's supposed to come out this year or not. I couldn't find anything. But that was one that I was really excited for when uh, they showed the release uh, trailer for it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and The Witness, we're still waiting on. The Witness, yeah. So. I haven't heard it. That was supposed to be out. That was supposed to be a release window game for PS4. Wow. So that's that's... Did nobody mention it. Zelda? No. That's <laughs> not coming out this year either. I thought somebody was no? going to do it. I don't think so. All the podcasts I listen to don't think any of these big games are coming out this year. Especially Zelda and Uncharted. Those are the two that are you like unanimous that none of them think are coming out this year. Huh. Yeah. 
Uh, Hyperlight Drifter is one that we didn't cover that I, I thought about covering. That looks really good. It's a indie game, but yeah, I think that's everything, right? I hope so. Sure, yeah. we're taking a Been long here time like here. six hours. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a quick break and be back with what we played and feedback right after this. Welcome back, everybody! To episode one eighty three of Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played. I'll get us started. Uh, I played more Wolfenstein: The New Order, which I beat. Hey, thank you. Hey, I really dug Wolfenstein. Uh, I like the weapons. I like the setting. Uh, the story was was adequate. Really, what the attraction of the game is massacring Nazis. Uh, because they do horrible things in the game. So you really don't feel bad about going on a giant Nazi killing spree. Um, I like, too, that uh, it gets a little science fiction-y, too, uh, with some of the inventions that the Nazis have, like, later in the game. You get, like, a laser weapon. That's why I didn't like about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I I thought that was kind of cool. You spend a little time on the moon, which was neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I could see why people gave it their game of the year. I probably wouldn't put it on my top five, but I see where people would really like it. Yeah. Um, there's a little, uh, a little nice symbolism at the end that I thought was kind of cool. Um, but it was a, it was a really well done game. Um, Corey, I think you'd probably like it. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Maybe. Do you? I don't know. Corey's hard to read. He really is. is. hard to read. I don't think you'd like it, Corey. (laughs) I'm interested in it. I definitely want to play it. I'll probably, now that we're all Steam family shared up, I'll probably play it on... Uh... Yeah, I mean, mechanically, it's nothing new. It's a first-person shooter. Uh, but I did like the weapons. I like that you can uh, dual-wield your weapons, too. That was really neat. So when you got uh, when things got hot and heavy, uh, action combat-wise, you could uh, pull out two shotguns or two assault rifles and, uh, and go to town. So that was kind of fun. Um, and I only spent 20 bucks on it, which was a steal. For, for the enjoyment oh, I got yeah, out of it. Oh, yeah, 20 bucks, sure. It is a steal. So. When is it going to be not okay to massacre Nazis? Uh, probably never. 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 <laughs> never. They're uh, a universal bad guy. Yeah. So. It just kind of makes you wonder, like, there's there's been worse people. Probably. In the world. It's recent. Like, that, like slavers. When can we start massacring, sla- like, American slavers? Is there, I'm trying to think if there's a game that you, probably not a game that you could do that. Well, isn't there isn't there slaves in Assassin's Creed Four? Uh, yes, I think you could free slave. There was a slave, uh, uh, a DLC. Mordor. Yeah, Mordor. That, yeah, that's that's pretty recent. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's a DLC. There's I think there's a DLC, uh, for for Assassin's Creed Four that that involves uh slave the slave trade. Could be, if I remember correctly. But interesting. Yeah, I really liked Wolfenstein. It was good. Uh, so after that, I went back to Beyond Civilization Beyond Earth, oh. which I hadn't played since probably probably November, uh, and I beat that too. Jeez. Hey, thank you. Uh, I I actually finished both of these games last night. I was going to uh, ask, when do you play? Because I never see you. On, I rarely see you on Steam or anything. I rarely Ever. start. I rarely start before ten. It's usually okay. ten or ten thirty when I when I can finally sit down. Uh, and last night I started playing Civ at like I don't know eleven forty five, and I played until uh-huh. like two thirty. Okay. So uh, I did the promised land victory. No, 
I don't know. I brought the people in from Earth and settled them on in my in my civilization, and that's how I won. I don't remember which victory that is, but oh neat! It took me a while to figure out what kind of path I was going on, and but once I got the hang of it, it was it's it's civ, you know. Yeah, it sure is. And ultimately, ultimately, I did like it, uh, even if it was a little disappointing and didn't change up the sure. formula as much as I had hoped. It's still it's still a good game. Well, that's why I, I mean I think I had it as my, one of my top five disappointments of last yeah, year but I do too even that even that's you know it's still good for yeah for save it's just yep. a very high bar to live up to absolutely so so that's all i played i don't know what i'm gonna play i got dying light coming out next week so i oh, probably yeah. won't start anything new i'll probably continue. we should play some gd borderlands we should play borderlands you're right that's a good idea okay will what do you got i got a lot of things for you dan um let's see I played in finally finished Final Fantasy Tactics. Hey. Uh, I have seventy hours into that game, so you beat it. You mean? Yeah, I beat it. Well done. Um, How many times have you beat that game? Oh, um, umpteenth <laughs> amount of times. I'm just gonna count it every fucking time. I mean, once yeah. a year. Once a year. Yeah. Once a year is fair. Uh, I, don't like, I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> well, does that mean Dan? If you and I beat Borderlands, you don't get it as a beaten game? No, I already beat it. Games, this year. guys. This year? It's yeah. games you beat. Borderlands, a I think it should count. You could beat it more than once. Why not? I I no. hear I hear you. I just no, because it. part of it, part of the thing, like because I because I beat it this year. Part of the thing is playing new games. So like, if you, you we don't want you to play the same game over and over again and beat it. You know, I already beat Borderlands the pre sequel, so I won't. I don't get another beaten game for it. You know. Here we go with more wonky rules. Well, no, I th- <laughs> I think one you can count a game once a year. Yeah, I agree. Because um, you know I'm going to play Bioshock Infinite again this year. Yeah, um, let's keep amending the constitution, guys. There what? is no constitution. We, I think we I thought we decided that once once a year. Yeah, that's what we'll say. Yeah, that's I, don't, I, I honestly don't remember. I, I'm fine with once a year for games. Stirring the pot. Cuz you like to play Final Fantasy 6 once a year. We'll that's count true. The, we'll count that as a beaten game every year for you. Yeah. About that time, isn't it? And it is before 4 in February. Yep. Uh next I played the Halo 1 campaign uh and beat it. Hey. Played with friends and I beat hey. it. Yeah, how'd it work? It ran all right. I'm, I'm, it's, it's good. It's fixed. It's Halo, right. fun. I probably won't ever play multiplayer again. Uh, I've been pretty soured from Halo Five, but uh, yeah. So the next thing I played is Monument Valley, and I beat Monument Valley. Uh, it's a mobile game, Corey. I'm pretty sure you were spot on that it's oh, all. Oh, you beat a mobile game. It's all style. Oh god, but no substance. <laughs> Uh, I stole that from Dan Riker on Giant Bomb. Okay, so Dan that was his phraseology. Dan Riker is spot on with that. But what I did really like with about it is I'm not very good at puzzle games. I if I get stuck on something for like more than five minutes, like I get frustrated and quit and don't want to play it again. With this mm-hmm. one, the puzzles were easy enough that it kept me going and playing and playing through it. Uh, so I never really got stuck. If I got stuck, it was for like a minute or two, and that's what I kind of really liked about it. It was easy. I got the DLC, and I played through the DLC, too, because uh, I had a lot of fun with it, and the style of the game is really, really pleasing. Um, there was one level that I had I struggled with a little bit. Um, think, you're, it's like a box. Yeah, and... You have to, like, open different parts of it and move stuff around. Yeah, no, yeah, that I had a hard time with that too. I didn't realize that your character wasn't supposed to go into one of the areas. Yeah, it took me forever to figure it out. <laughs> I was I wanted to look it up because that was like the one the number one spot where I got stuck on. But eventually, I was like, oh, I just have to move this thing, and I eventually got it. 
But, uh, yeah, uh, that's it's a fun game. As I said, if you're not into puzzle games, I would recommend this one. Even It's kind of pricey on the iOS store, though. It's like, I don't know, $3 maybe. But, as I said, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I played the Advanced Warfare campaign, and I beat that. Um, well done. I really like the Advanced Warfare campaign. Um, I hated the first third of it, Eric. And tell me if you're sick of the missions that take place in cities. What's your thoughts uh, on that? I don't know. It was okay. See, with I me, thought the whole thing was average. See, the 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 first mission was all right because you're playing with all the new tools or and whatnot that's in the game and all the fun new ways to kill things. But after that, like you go to a city in Greece, then you go to a city in Seattle, then you're in a new Baghdad, and it got pretty tiring. So like after the you know when you like you go against Kevin Spacey. Uh, after the first third, like after that, I started to really like it and enjoy it. I don't mind the the battles in the cities, but also uh, I haven't played a first person shooter campaign in a long time. Yeah, see, because I play through all the Call of Duties and it just gets so tiring because it's the same concept. Like you're in a huge city, <laughs> ton of firefight, it's boring. Yeah, that's how I felt it's, about Battlefield Three. Exactly, and it just it isn't much fun anymore. Yeah. Um, but after that, like once it opened up and like I got to play it, it was like in the different environments, like in Antarctica yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, didn't really like the multiplayer very much. Adds, I mean, it is a little different than the other Call of Duties. I, I will give them that, but it still it just wasn't much fun for me mm-hmm. to play. Uh, the multiplayer maps were pretty bad. They're terrible. Like I, there was not one. I, I there's liked. a couple that I like, but for the most part, they're bad. Yeah, and it's just like it's all like warehousey and just just not fun. Um, that might be why I didn't like it. Uh, I'm ready for the World War II one. Uh-huh. I will be buying that if that is the case. Um, now I played and beat Dustin Elysian Tale on PC. Will, Wait, uh, it, I just this, want Mike in Minnesota pointed out that you've now beaten more games in a week than you did for two years running. There's more. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, a lot so, of the, the the competition is on between me and Will so far. Um, I just quit. I resigned already <laughs> in, the, in the chat. Uh, Dustin Elysian Tale is an awesome game. I had a ton of fun playing it. Uh, not a lot to say. I recommend everybody play it and try it out. Um... The last boss, last ah, last boss fight's pretty awesome. It's dragged on a little too long, maybe, but because uh, you fight him in four different sections of it, like you take his health all the way down, then you fight him again, then you take it all the way down, then you fight him again. Uh, and I mean, the game's kind of hard at times, so it was pretty difficult by the end. But once you get really good gear, like it didn't matter. Um, so the next thing I played in whoa, the- whoa timeout. What? So I keep uh, a list of games on the Notes app on my phone yeah. of games I want to play, mm-hmm. um, and it goes all the way back to 2012, and Dustin Elysian Tales on that list. Is it? Yep. Along with Papa EO, Asura's Wrath, and Slender. Corey, you should definitely play it off of my Steam thing. I think I will. It's, and cross it off my list. It's only, I think I beat it in like 12 hours, maybe? It's on my 4 in February list. I think yeah. it's on mine okay. too, Eric. Yeah, it's definitely it's a lot of fun. Uh, the next thing I played and beat all five episodes of The Walking Dead season two. Yeah, does that count as a beaten game? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. The second season, the whole second season. That was like ten hours. Fuck you guys. Um, that was, why wouldn't it count? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, one, I just, one I'm pissed off. One episode doesn't count, but the whole, if you beat the whole season, yeah, I pretty much yeah. sat down and played through all of it, and I was on like episode four, and I had to go to bed because it was like four. 
in the morning. Uh, but I thought it was awesome. I can't really get into spoilers with it because I don't. You want to play it, right, Dan? <laughs> yeah, I'll play it at some point. Okay. I want to talk spoilers with you, Will. Yeah, I want to really bad. I thought it was awesome. That's what I'll, I'll leave it at. That I had a lot of fun playing it. I really liked Clementine the season too because she was like a little girl and like didn't really do anything in season one. She was just like the person you were protecting. But now, like in the new one, like you're her and you have to make these incredibly dark and hard decisions for. I think she's 11 years old uh-huh. in the game. Yeah, and she's she's a boss. She does a lot of cool cool things that the other characters wouldn't. Yeah, she's do. almost more mature than like the adults that are. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. That was really, really well done. What'd you think of that ending, though? <laughs> the ending, I, it was a really hard ending for me because, oh man, I, all I'll say is it was it was pretty tough for me to decide on stuff. It like one of my decisions at the end were like me at the last second because my timer was running out and I was like I gotta decide. Um, it was really tough. We'll talk about it at another time, but I thought it was very good. Uh, and last but not least, I played and beat <laughs> Costume Quest 2. <laughs> well done. Um, Corey, you're the only other one that's played Costume Quest, right? No, I've actually never played it. Oh, okay. That's weird. You recommended me to play it, and you never played it. <laughs> really? Yeah, the first one, you said, I was looking, I got like an Xbox Live Arcade points or whatever, and I was looking for a game, you told me about Costume Quest, and I was like, alright, I'll uh, get it, and I really liked it. It was probably just based on hearsay, you know, what I've heard. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I've played it. Maybe I have, I don't know. Maybe you tried a little bit of it, I don't know. But uh Costume Quest two is a lot more of Costume Quest one. the gist of the game is the story revolves around a, a dentist who tries to ruin Halloween for everybody because his guys <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. As a uh, child his parents wouldn't let him partake in Halloween. So in the future, like he he ruins it and makes it a utopia. Well, he, does, he doesn't want kids to ruin their teeth with candy. Pretty much. That's the gist of it. And uh, that's what he does. And it does time travel so you go back to, like, in the past and into the future and stuff like that. Uh, and combat's pretty cool in this game. It's, like, your typical, it's, like, Final Fantasy VII sort of combat. But the cool thing is it has a lot of time elements to it. So, like, um, Super Mario RPG or South Park. Uh, like I was say, it, is it like South Park? Yeah, if you attack... There's, like, a a reticule that zooms in, and once it hits, like, in the middle, you press the attack button again, and it'll do, uh, like, a more strong attack. And then if you do that, you have a chance to do another attack, so two in a row for damage and stuff like that. And, like, blocking is the same thing. You'll take less damage if you time it perfectly. And if you hold the button down, you can counter attacks, and you'll take even less damage and deal a lot of damage back. So it's got, like, an active combat and stuff like that. Uh, And the different classes are, like, uh, in the costumes and stuff like that. So if you... There's, like, a ghost costume and it does like its different ability and stuff like that there's a thomas jefferson one and it launches nukes at um at enemies and like while you're playing in the game and walking around the world you can do his diplomatic stuff and it like opens up side stuff in the game oh that's kind of cool yeah it's pretty fun i think it took me i think it beat seven hours maybe i played of it and beat it it's pretty full fo- pretty cool um it's a silly game. It was made by Double Fine. Yeah. Uh, it's solid. I enjoyed it. I really liked the first one, so that's why I, I bought it and played it again, uh, or the new one. But after that, that, that's all I played. Nice. So you beat seven games this week, huh? Yeah. Does that put me in first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Seven, five. Seven games in one week? That is the most the you've played record? in years. Four? In a week? I've had a, few, I've had a few three, but I don't... I think seven is definitely the biggest. See, I got lucky with mine. A lot of the games that I played, I had almost had done. 
Mobile games. And a mobile game was in there. So, like, I had yeah. started the Halo 1 campaign, almost had Dust almost be in same with Final Fantasy Tactics. So. so you put most of the work in in 2014. E- yeah, it's probably the amount of time I put in for all seven games was, like, 20 hours total of gaming. So it wasn't a real lot, but. Well, that happens. I had a I, few of those myself. I mean, we know I'm not going to win. You never know. So unless this is, I mean, Chris did say I'm going to get 30 games this year. So, mm-hmm. and I I resigned tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to announce the games I beat until the last week of the year. Then I'm going to let everybody know. You're going to keep it as a Which surprise. I, I actually thought about that doing that type of thing. Uh, speculation in the chat that Will's been using performance enhancing drugs. Oh, it does that mean he's disqualified? <laughs> That's how he broke the record. <laughs> Do I have to take a year? Have you test? been deflating? The uh, controllers you've been using to get better grip? <laughs> Just dropping it to PSI. <laughs> um, there is no foul play involved with my beaten games. It's clean. Yeah, right. You were using a game genie. <laughs> game shark. Now I'm, un- I'm under investigation by the thumbstick athletes. The higher-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm investigating. It's we'll, got we'll, surveillance. We'll, we'll take a look. And man, even with all those games I beat, I was still able to pump out a video. Yeah, yeah. I'm an MVP. Great job, Will. Thank you. Nice, nicely done. Uh, what was that? How long was that video? Like four <laughs> minutes? Yeah, it was three minutes. I shot a bunch of videos though. I kept losing. It's really hard to play with the input lag. It's really like really well, difficult. I'll, I'll fix it because I'm going out to your guys' yeah. house on Saturday, so I'll yeah. try and fix it. I think I shot, like, and I won a couple matches doing it, but, like, it was from the guy sudden-deathing, and I didn't want to put that up because I thought that was stupid. So. Okay. Yeah. That, that's it for me, though. All right. What do you got, Eric? Oh, uh, I only played and beat one measly game, Dan. Shovel Knight. <laughs> hey, welcome. Hey. Thank you. Uh, I think I beat it in, like, seven hours, I want to say. Mm, you did it quicker than I did. Yeah. Um, it was all right. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not really seeing all this Game of the Year talk for Shovel Knight. Yeah, I played it for three or four hours, and I liked it, but Game of the Year uh, is a is a bit steep yeah, for me, I, I thought. I, I guess I'm just not really in that, in that camp for mm-hmm. Shovel Knight. It was definitely... It, Corey? It didn't win our indie Game of the Year, did it? No, that was this no. one of mine. Oh, no, good. it didn't win ours, but it got a lot of game of the year attention at other places, and yeah. I just, I don't know. No. Like, like, it was a good game. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it, um, but I, I, I don't know. It didn't didn't do anything for me where I'm itching for more of it by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the world map. The different bosses were fun and stuff like that. It was, it was kind of funny here and there, but uh, I don't know. Good, not great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I was disappointed, but only because it had been built up so much. Right. Like, if I had just played it, I'd have been like, yeah, this is a good game. This is a cool game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But no. I really think the, the I forget who coined it, but the original description of that game, that it's essentially the best SNES game ever made. Yeah. I think it's apropos, you know? Yeah. Or Nintendo game ever made is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. So, um, and then the only other thing I played besides FIFA, I got back up to Division Three in FIFA, so that's good. Um, was hey, yeah, <laughs> we're slowly climbing the ladder back up to get that beaten game. 
Um, uh, yeah, so as I've talked about numerous times, I did buy into the uh, early access of H1Z1. I did the $20 plan where you get, uh, I'm not really sure, you get a couple crates with, that have guns in them. Um, I didn't use any of them yet because I'm nervous. So I want to play the game and figure some things out before I do that because I think I lose my guns if I die. I think so. Yeah, I don't want to do that. The weapon drop, the whole weapon drop thing is kind of cool. It is. Uh, this Like the airdrops? Yeah. Yeah, so if you call in an airdrop, um, it kind of lights a beacon that everyone can see yep. in the sky. So you have a pretty good chance you actually might not get it. Yeah. Because uh, other people will come and steal it from you, and zombies go to it also. Yeah, so because the it, noise it, attracts them. Yeah, it kind of makes uh, uh, just a royal rumble for your airdrop, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, I played for about 45 minutes before I came over here. Um, get, you know, I got dropped into this world and uh, there was nothing around. So I just was kind of wandering around and, um, you know, seeing if I could find anything. And all of a sudden this guy came across me. I went up this hill and there's this dude. So from watching a stream a couple of days ago, I knew that F2 puts your hands in the air. So I, I actually hit F1, F2, and F3 beforehand to see what they all did. Um, so I hit F1, which, like, waves, and he pulled out a bow, an arrow, and shot me with it. So I was like, all right, I guess we're going to do this. <laughs> it's coming to blows. <laughs> so he tried to shoot me again, and I kept dodging him like a crafty guy that I am. So I timed it and ran up to him and, and socked him in the mouth because I didn't have a weapon at this point. So he saw me running at him, so he pulled out a club. <laughs> so it was my fists and his club, and uh, we went roundy-roundy for a little bit trying to hit each other. I, got, I caught him with a real nice uppercut and actually thought I dropped him, but I turned around and he was still there with his club. But uh, I hit him with probably three or four good punches, but he did end up beating me, as he should, with his club. Uh, so I died fairly early on, but I, I just... <laughs> It was pretty fun. I like. I got in a fist fight, <laughs> or, like ten right minutes into the game, right off the jump. I was kind of hoping the guy would be a little nicer. You know, I was unarmed. Yeah, it's kind of like you just let me go. Yeah, you know just, what I mean. We'll go you the like, other start way. Start teabagging you after he killed you and stuff. <laughs> no, I don't think he did. I did. I, the first, my first playthrough, I actually found uh, somebody had dropped some loot in the road, and it was blackberries. Which, I, like, it's so cool. These games are so cool because I, I found the loot. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. And I opened it, and it was blackberries, and I had no food. And I was like, fucking blackberries, yes. <laughs> uh, it was five blackberries, which, like, restores about 2% health or back or hunger, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, Johnny, this is H1Z1 that I'm talking about. So uh booted it back up, respawned to get another quick playthrough in before I came over here. And... I'm walking along, walking along. I, I got spawned really close to the woods, so I was like, ah, fuck, I'll just go in the woods and look around. So I was collecting sticks, and I saw <laughs> I saw a cabin in the distance. So I get up there, and there's a zombie, and the zombie started chasing me, and I didn't know how to run, and I wasn't going to look it up. So he was catching me. I was like, all right, I'm going to get in a fist fight with this zombie then. So I beat the zombie to a pulp and looted him. I don't remember what I got from him, but... It was right next to a supermarket. So I went in, searched the supermarket, didn't find much. I looked up on a hill, and there was another house up there. So I went up to the house, and it turned out it's actually like a city, like a small town of houses. So I was like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. I just want to explore all of these houses. So the first house I went in, before I went in, I looked in the distance, and there was a dude running around. I was like, ah, fuck, I'm going to get in this house before he sees me. 
So I get in the house and I'm just kind of looking around and looking around and I go in the bathroom <laughs> and I'm going through the cabinets and shit and then I hear somebody else is running around the house so I just slammed the door shut and <clears throat> sat down in the toilet. <laughs> Not in the toilet, in the bathtub. Sat in the toilet. I'm sorry, the bathtub. <laughs> sat in the bathtub, hit F2 and raised my hands in the air to surrender, hoping he would come in and find me and get a good laugh. He didn't end up doing it, but the opportunity was there, uh-huh. and then I logged out. But, That's nice. Uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, those are the kind of cool things that could happen. Like, if he'd walked in there and just found some random dude sitting in the bathtub with his hands in the air, that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, that's why I'm really excited to play more of this game. Like I, it's just so cool. Uh, I don't know, Johnny. If you do pick it up, uh, let me know one way or another because I'll. I can't remember the name of my server that I'm on, but I'll I'll find out so we can play together because I'd love to have somebody to play with. And if any of our listeners have it, please let me know because yeah. I would love to play with somebody. Um, but yeah, again, like why this made me think of No Man's Sky, just, just getting into this and like the exploration of it and I don't know, you just kind of get lost in these worlds and just exploring and figuring out what can happen to you. And, and that's what I want out of No Man's Sky too. And that's why it made me think of that. Like I just got more excited for No Man's Sky while I was playing H1Z1, just thinking about all the possibilities and like... When I when I ran up the hill and saw that town, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is great! Like, yeah. what's going to go on here? Could be anything." Um, and it made me think, "Well, when I land or find even find a new planet and I land on it and I drop down, I'm like, oh, fuck! Like, what's what here? am I going to find here? Yeah. Are there dinosaurs here? Like, what's going on on this planet? Am I the only person that's been here? Like, I what is going on?" And that's. That's, again, why I'm so excited for that game. But yeah. I, I really enjoyed my 45 minutes to an hour with H1Z1, and I'm really looking forward to more of it and seeing where they go with it. Um, it's a blast. Yeah. You might have just talked me into it. Ah, God, I hope you get it, Will. See, I generally try to avoid the Steam Early Access, but... I would love to play with you, and if we can get Johnny in there... Oh, man. This would be good times. We could really have a good time. Because it's one of those games where you can fuck with people, but in such funny ways. Yeah. Like, if we get guns, and we can get in... Like, you'll start with guns if you if you do the early access, because you have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, If we can get in there and find some people that don't have guns, we can make them do weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on YouTube. Yeah. Like, it, it, it could be some good fun. So I'm leaning towards yes. The only problem is, is my bank account. Right. Fair enough. But as soon as I get a little bit more of a cushion, I will probably definitely buy it. Yeah, twenty bucks uh, for the one I bought. There's a forty dollar early access too, where you get more stuff, which I guess people weren't really too thrilled about because it was, it, Sony had come out and said that it's not going to be pay to win, um, and people have said that that's kind of how they made it with this. But like I said, with the airdrops, it's like, not a guarantee. It's competition for yeah. the airdrop, and you're probably not going to win. Honestly, most of the time, unless you get lucky. So, I don't know. Yeah, the, the airdrop thing doesn't even bother me that much. Johnny bought it just now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. He said he accidentally added it to his cart and accidentally hit purchase and then hit yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're our uh, head Hold of sales, up. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> head of sales. But, uh, yeah, I, I really hope, like, if we could get a community going on there, that would be fucking awesome. And we get the base building going. Oh, man. The possibilities are so great yeah. for this game. 
God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, we could have so much fun. I know. So much fun. Yeah, and and like Riz says, the the original airdrops were broken and they've already fixed it. And that's, I guess that's probably the main difference between DayZ and uh, H1Z1 is I'm confident that Sony is actually going to put this game out. Yeah, DayZ seems like it's never going to actually come out. Yeah, they already put a big patch out for H1Z1 like two days ago. And uh, I think one of the reasons why I'm more interested in this one is because Daisy has been in early access so long, and this one seems to be moving along already. Right. And Daisy hasn't. So yeah, uh, I just I, I do have a lot of confidence that they're going to make a good game here, um, and just that the possibilities with it are so cool. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to it. If the old lady's asleep when I get home, I'm going to jump back on. Nice. Yeah. It's one of those things that you could be playing, and all of a sudden it's 3 o'clock in the morning. That's what happened when yeah. I got on. Yeah. I got on at around 6 o'clock, and I thought I had been playing for like 10 or 15 minutes, and it was 6.45, and I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, I got to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. If anybody gets it, please let me know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Corey, what do you got for Ooh, us? More Dragon Age talk. Sweet. You think, seem, I you think seem, I'm going to trade that in. You seem thrilled. Yeah. No interest, huh? No. What, from me? Yeah, what the hell, guys? Yeah, I thought I you know, we could talk some Dragon Age. I don't know. That's fine, man. I was, I'm just saying for for me, uh, not gonna go back I don't to think it. I'm going to go back to it. Yeah, you might as well trade in while it still has value, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't want to. Your you, game of the year. It shouldn't have been. It really should have been Dark Souls 2. You're not going to go back to the it. The more I think about it, it should have been Dark Souls 2, and I could... <laughs> change my mind it wouldn't make any difference in what won but uh yeah because yeah, i still want to go back to dark souls 2 and at this point i don't feel like i want to go back to dragon age yeah i don't blame you eric um i've been i've been i'm gonna play through it and i'm gonna beat it um mostly because there's nothing else that really interests me right now that i want to play um so i've been like forcing myself and I shouldn't have to do this with games, and that's how it's like my sign that it's not a great game. But I've been forcing myself to really get into it. Um, and one of the ways I've been doing that is reading Dragon Age lore um, on my phone. Uh, every night when I crawl into bed, I read Dragon Age lore on my phone until I fall asleep. Uh-huh. Um, just because I'm spending so much time in that universe, I might as well try to understand it more. Uh, and get some of the history and, and, and what's actually going on in that game beyond what we see in the game itself. So there's that. Um, another thing I've been trying to do is not letting myself get burnt out on the game. Um, I'll play two hours here, three hours there, never more than that length. Um, and if I feel like I'm getting frustrated and bored, I just won't play it. Um, at all until I'm ready to go back to it. Uh, again, that's not something I should have to do with a game that I love. Um, but I'm doing it because I do want to play through it. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. Com- I'm still having an issue with combat. It's still no fun to me. I'm level 16 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what level were you, Dan, when you beat it? 26. 26? I think. Okay. Um, I would guess that I'm halfway through the game. Maybe, yeah. See, um, I mean, you can. What what was the most recent story event you just did? Because uh, really, the like, there's not two. Gray, the Gray ahead. Wardens in the fortress. Okay, that's probably halfway, right? I think that's slightly more than halfway. Oh, okay, there. Like, I really think the story itself is is not that long. 
Okay. Yeah, the, like the majority of the game that I did, that I played, I bet I bet you it was probably I could have beaten it in like twenty five hours if I had skipped a lot of the side stuff. And that's the thing about the game is I feel that it's artificially bloated because yeah. all that extra stuff, it's not particularly well done. I, see, I um, love the side stuff. I don't at all. But let, let me let me backtrack a little. Yeah, bit. go, go back to combat. Uh, I'm still having issues with combat. The very first challenging battle that I've had was with a dragon. Um, and I, I beat the first dragon, the one in, I don't know if it's the first one, but I beat the dragon in Crestwood uh-huh. uh, based on Ryan's suggestion last week. He said, just go to Crestwood and kill that dragon. I yeah, did. No that problem. dragon was pretty easy. Yep. But I killed it when I, I was like level 20, I think. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, was way, 14 way or 15. Um, and then I went to the one in Exalted Plains, uh, which is my favorite zone by the way that one and uh oh the one where you have to drain the lake uh green i want to say greenfield but it's not green uh green baron no you're thinking of emerald graves but it's not that one clover field i can't i can't think of the name of it now doesn't matter but that's my other favorite one ridgewood Um, no that's not it go ahead Go but ahead. the one in uh, the Exalted Plains, uh, the dragon in the swamp there yeah. in the corner, yep. um, whooped me pretty good. And it's the first time I tried to use strategic, the strategic overhead view and, uh-huh. you know, choosing individually what each character does and slowly advancing through time and stuff. Um, and I just was not impressed with that, those features at all. I have two ranged characters. Uh, my main party is myself, uh, who's a dwarf warrior. And then I have Solus, uh, the mage, Varric the rogue with the crossbow and Sarah, the, the rogue who originally has a bow, but I respect her to have dual daggers. Um, so me and Sarah go to the dragon one-on-one and then I want Solus and Varric to just stay off to the side and fire their shit. And no matter what I do, I can't get them to stay put. And it's so frustrating because yeah. they come up to the dragon and then they get hit by all the dragon's area of effect stuff. Yeah. Um, I can you- order them to go to a certain spot. I can tell them to hold and they'll do it for like 30 seconds, but then something will happen and they'll move and then they'll get killed. And it's so, so frustrating. Yeah. One of the things that at least Dragon Age 1 did a lot better is you had a lot more space for custom commands for the AI. And this one, there's only four or five options for, you know, the yeah. the AI. And the other one, you could have up to like 10. So you could tell them if they get hit to move away. But in this one, you can't. No. You so. can't at all, and it's so frustrating. They're ranged characters, and I set them in a specific spot, like far away from the battle that was happening, because they're they're squishy. They get yeah. hit and they die, yeah. um, and they just wouldn't stay there, no matter what I did. And that's really frustrating to me. That's not um, even the hardest dragon battle. The hardest one is in uh, Emprise de Leon. Yeah, uh, and that one took me quite a few times, and I had to have three tanks and one mage. Three heavy yeah. melee characters and 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 one mage was what it took. I, to I do get. I do like that there is that difficulty spike though, just because I've been having such an easy time with the game. Oh, I yeah. want something that that forces me to like think about what I'm doing yeah. and you know set put the right equipment on my players. Yeah, and that's that's what I had to do for that that specific one, the Highland Ravager <laughs> dragon. Yeah. I like that that's all there. But, yeah, I'm still having my issues with combat. Uh, I also think, Dan, going back to what we were talking about before we went back to combat, the yeah. quests, uh, I just feel like they're so poorly done. Because, 
especially nowadays, you have games like The Witcher, Divinity, even the previous Mass Effect games. Like all their side quests are so much better done than the side quests in Dragon Age. Yeah. Um, and even the previous Dragon Age games, I think, did a better job with the side quests. Um, and in quests in general in in Dragon Age Inquisition, I feel like the decisions that you are making are well. First of all, I don't feel like you're making very many big decisions along the way. Uh, with the main story stuff, yes, but like the side quest stuff, you're not. I just remember in Dragon Age One and Two, like making decisions on how to proceed with a quest and how to beat it. And this one, it's like that decision either isn't there or it's so black and white that it's like, well, why wouldn't I choose this one way to do it? Yeah, no, you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh, it was there. I was doing one of Iron Bull's uh, side quests, and it was like. A, kill all his chargers, or B, have them survive. And it's like, who would choose to have them all die? <laughs> Some people you know? probably would. I well, don't know well, you, about that. Well, no, like, you, for, for for that specific one, you had to balance like whether or not you wanted to assist the Inquisition or if you want to help out Iron Bull and have his, all of his guys survive. So it, it's yeah. up to you like what, what you prioritized. If you prioritize the Inquisition itself or pri- prioritize the Iron Bull's friendship. And, and the only reason I'm bringing that one up is because I feel like that was the the, the best, best example, absolutely uh, example of yeah, it. definitely. Which is sad because there there really isn't that much of that other stuff. No. I mean, there's 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 some it's small like a decisions. Hundred hour game and like there is <laughs> that's some the only one where I so far that I felt like I'm actually making a meaningful decision, and even that I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. Maybe I would imagine if we got the statistics on it, maybe ten percent of people uh, said. Yeah, let the Chargers die. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if it would be that many. S- spoilers. I would but, never do that. <laughs> um, it's it's very frustrating. And a lot of the quest stuff, the, the distracting side stuff, is all OCD. Like, go here, collect this, collect this, collect this. If I have to close another fucking Fade Rift, I'm going to scream. <laughs> um, they're so boring. It's the same thing every time. I it's not interesting. It's I not different. It's the same thing. And you do it ten times a zone. I wasn't bored with it, but that, but I'm, uh, I'm LCD about that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's all it is though. And it, it, at least with, when you're planting the flags with the landmarks, at least you get a little bit of lore yeah. with the fade rifts. It's the same thing over yeah. and over and over again. If it's a little bit higher level, you get a little bit of a different monster. Uh, I guess maybe if I enjoyed combat, I would find that more enjoyable, but <laughs> yeah, since maybe. I hate combat, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's so stupid to me. You know, I'm so sick of it. Maybe I would, I would maybe have like two or three fade rifts in his own. There doesn't need to be 10 of them. Yeah. I, uh, you know what that reminds me of is closing the oblivion gates in oblivion, but not as annoying as that. That was way worse. That was pretty bad for sure. Um, and then the other one is collecting the shards. Like if I, I'm so sick of trying to find the right rock to jump up, to get to the shard. <laughs> it's awful. It's 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 oh, you're absolutely right. That's all OCD stuff, and that's all stuff I have to do in a game. I have and to I do like it. that. The, I like. I, I mean, I I don't hate that it's in there because it fills these giant zones with with stuff to do. But there doesn't need to be that many frustrating jumps up rocks yeah. to get to certain things. I don't know. It's it's really frustrating. And again, like I'm doing all these things to make me enjoy the game a little bit more. Um. I'm just. I still feel the same way, and I still think it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. I just there's better examples of of how to do these things in games. Yeah. 
Dragon Age is yeah good, but it doesn't come together for me like you know all, all the gameplay elements don't come together to me in like game of the year fashion. Corey, what's up? Remember how we summed up our video game awards? I don't remember. Wasn't a very good year in games. No, it really wasn't, man. It really wasn't. So, except for Nintendo. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm still playing through it. Um, there are, there are times where I'm like, oh, this is really cool. This is, this is interesting and this is fun. I talked about last week about doing the Carta thing with the dwarfs. Yeah. Um, that was unexpected and kind of out of nowhere and like was actually a meaningful quest that had an arc to it and was fun and interesting. Um, what did I do today? Oh, I was in the Emerald Graves and I stumbled on this like old haunted mansion. Uh Oh yeah. That was kind of cool. Yep. Um, although I, I need to find a key that I just can't find to advance through. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing a part of the quest or something I don't have. I don't know. But that was fascinating to me. Like, that was interesting and well done. Um, but yeah, I'm um, still playing through it. The other thing, and it's the only other thing I've been playing, is more Hearthstone. Uh, and the only thing I have to say about that is it's getting kind of boring seeing the same decks over and over again. Uh, Will, I don't know how much you play anymore. No, yeah, I see the same decks, and it kind of frustrates me because I always lose to the same decks. So. It's it's just not fun because they're the decks that you see like pre-made on like Icy Veins is a good Hearthstone website. Yeah, uh, and they they list like good basic decks um, that you don't need to pay any money for, or have unlock packs for. Yeah, uh, you just need to level up the character to get the basic cards, and it's it's an effective deck. Like it, it's good for starters, but it's just. So boring to see the same decks over and over again. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, um, it kind of, as I said, I hate it especially because like I don't have a lot of very good cards in this game. So like I see these same decks and then I get trounced and I'm like, well, figures. So yeah, it's it's kind of nice because at least they're predictable. I keep seeing the hunter deck over and over again, which I used for a little bit. Um, so I know like what cards exactly what cards they have and mm-hmm. what mana point they'll use them and stuff. So I feel like I have a little bit of an advantage, uh, but it's just boring. I get really excited when I see uh, like a deck that I've never seen before. Yeah, uh, and yeah. when it comes together, really, even if I lose, like it's just fun to see something new. Yeah. Do you think that has anything well to do with the simplification of the formula? No, I think There's it's not just, a lot. Like, people, people, it's a lot easier to look up an effective deck than right. it is to come up with one on your own. Right. That's all well, it is. Well, I, I mean, I have a couple, and there was one, I had. I made a Warlock deck, like, a year ago, and I hadn't used it in forever, and um, I was losing with my, like, premier Warlock deck a lot. I lost, like, four games in a row, and I was like, I'll just try this old deck I made forever ago, and right away I won three matches in a row. Right. And it was awesome. I was like, oh my god, like, this is effective now. Because there is, like, an ebb and flow of uh, the decks overall, like... Right now, what's big is the mill decks, which is, makes you draw a lot of cards. And um, after you run out of cards in your deck, instead of drawing, you lose health. Right. So, like, that's popular now is those mill decks. Right. Well, I guess my point was, do you think part of it is because of, because it's formulaic, okay? And specifically, my main complaint about Hearthstone was that you're guaranteed one mana every single turn. And I didn't like that because that makes your strategy a lot more black and white, you know, whereas in magic you had to improvise. If you, you know, you didn't get a lot of land right away. You had to, you had to improvise your strategy inside your own deck, you know? And, and that was the specific thing I didn't like about Hearthstone. 
I kind of see your point, but for me, that aspect of magic was more frustrating than it was yeah. like a fun strategy thing. Because I never, I, I know ne- there was never a time where I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Like, I don't have mana. I got to figure out how to deal with this. No, it's not. It was always not that it's cool, exactly. but it makes you think on your toes a little bit more. You got to be a little more creative with your strategy rather than relying on you're going to have this many mana the third turn in. And yeah, there's a little bit of variance with what what what, what cards you have, but you can plan for having three mana three turns in. You know. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. I've always I've always just thought of that as again, like that part of magic was only ever frustrating for me. It, right. it never added to the fun. Um and in Hearthstone, um I like being able to re- rely on having a certain amount of mana. But you're right, like there is variance in the cards that you get and uh the person you're playing, uh depending on what they play, you have to change it up a lot. Um but I would I would rather have like that steady flow of, of mana then get mana boned, which happened more times than I would like to admit in yeah. Magic the Gathering against people. Yeah, but don't you think that would help combat like the very you know, the only handful of decks that you're seeing? I don't think ha- so. I, I would have seriously to take that. I think I think Hearthstone is so well done that I wouldn't want them to yeah. to change that right. aspect of it. Yeah, I mean that was my my primary complaint with it was was that. That took a lot of the fun out of it for me. I don't know, man. Got to agree to disagree on that one. Yeah. Okay. That's all I played. I've I've been playing a little bit of uh, New Super Mario Brothers U. Uh, that game's fucking terrible, but I'm so close to beating it. Um, <laughs> yeah. After I played that, after playing Rayman, <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's terrible. It is really bad. Uh huh. And then, like I said, I tried to play um, Super Mario Galaxy on my on my Wii U tablet while I was in bed, but it told me to use a Wiimote, and I was like, eh, bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> I got to borrow a Wiimote from Will, apparently. A Wii Wiimote. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. Anything else, bud? That's all I got, dudes. Let's... Hopefully I'll have something beat by next week, considering <laughs> you guys have... 8 million games beat. Well, wow. you don't have to worry about me, Corey. Who's in the lead again? You are. One more time. You are. I like <laughs> to hear it. Will is. <laughs> no, I felt, I because I, after putting, I really, I spent the last month and a half of last year playing Dragon Age, and that's why I wanted to beat a bunch of games right away, because I felt like I was missing out on, you know, being able to beat, finish up the the other games that I had in my unbeaten list, you know? So that's why I've been rifling through those. Uh, Feedback. We will start with Twitter feedback. Uh, From Mike in Minnesota, in response to playing uh, our question of how long it would take to play through your Steam library, uh, Mike in Minnesota says, looks like uh, 1,182 hours. I better get started. Uh, Mine was something like that. I know it ended up being like over six months of continuous play it would take to go through my entire Steam library. Dang. Good lord. I want to say it was like 1,800 hours, but I don't remember at this Maybe 3,000? I don't know. Were you thinking in your head ways for you to get six months worth of... No, because a lot of the games on... Time. Some of the games <laughs> on there I would never want to play. Yeah. Um, like that were that, that were bundled on with uh, like a humble bundle that I hadn't... You know, that I was interested in three or four of the games, but I got two or three more that I didn't have any interest in. So, but Hey, you never know. You, n- you never know when you 
get a wild hair up your ass and want to play, play <laughs> one, one of my of those favorite games. expressions <laughs> uh riz says this is at three thousand hours okay i'll have to double check mine because it might have been three thousand i don't remember specifically what it was impressive yeah i have 263 265 games yeah, your, your library. library dwarfs us other guys yeah uh but i've been solely pc comp uh, right. for for longer i guess uh, Ryan and Iowa in response to Idaho Jake buying Xbox One. Glad to see listeners of TS Athletes investing in video games and consoles. Corey li- hashtag Corey lives and dies PC. Now, I would True. say I would say I'm more of a PC gamer than Corey. Even yeah, w- wouldn't you? I would agree with that. Well, I don't know because you both have PCs and we use. Yeah, that's about. Corey also has an Xbox though. Yeah, but does he three sixty? Three sixty. I only have it because. Will gave it to me. <laughs> that's right. That's true. I don't uh, play anything on it. You guys uh, pretty, that's not true. I played Rayman recently. Even. I've been watching Harry Potter on it. <laughs> it's a good Netflix machine, right? Uh, no, because it's not hooked up to live. Oh, oh, that's that right. It's behind that. Money. It's behind that paywall. Yeah. That's... So we use my Netflix machine. Oh, that's right. Which they just added Crunchyroll, which is nice. I can watch my anime. There you go. Uh, from Valley, Valerie in Illinois, in response to our Twitter picture of the gummy PlayStation controller for Valentine's Day. Haha, I love it. But seriously, give some tips on Gamer Valentine's Day. Ooh. Jeez, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're a gaming couple like her and Ryan are, yeah. maybe buckle down to some Rayman. I think Dan would. They're, uh, they're playing uh, Little Big Planet. Yeah. Maybe. So. Maybe a little dinner, and then instead of a movie, get into some co-op video gaming. Yeah. You know? Yep. One of the things that was in uh, video games, the movie, they talked about uh, there's, you know, kids floating around in the world now whose parents met in games like World of Warcraft and EverQuest. (laughs) And how weird that is. And how Uh, weird those kids are. (laughs) From World of Warcraft. Yeah, like like Ferona V. You name your daughter Ferona V. (laughs) Oh, uh, what was somebody man. I know? What did they name their kid? It was like Aurora Phoenix or something. From a game? I, I, oh, Frank Zappa's kids. Moon Unit and Dweezil and Amit? <laughs> yeah. That's nutty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tips for val- Gamer Valentine's Day. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, make dinner at home. If you're gamers, you probably don't want to be out in public. Yeah. Like me and my wife. Um, I don't know. I'd go to Chipotle. For burrito, you like Chipotle? I love Chipotle. I like Do Chipotle you? too. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I like a just giant juicy burrito. Do you like Moe's? I haven't been to Moe's in a long time. I hate Moe's. I like their you queso. Like I no. like their queso dip. Yeah, I went there. Uh, it's been a long time, but I went there a couple weeks ago uh, for five dollar Monday or whatever with uh, Billy, who was on our Zelda episode back in the day. And uh, it was good. Yeah. It was a big fucking burrito. I love Felt like I was cradling a baby in my hands. (laughs) And then it was just swishing around in my gut. Yeah. (laughs) And I certainly was. Go ahead. Uh, I like Moe's, but uh, ordering is more difficult at Moe's than it is at Chipotle. Yeah, it's it's weird. I feel rushed, and I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. That's one of the reasons why I don't like it. It's like Subway, which they rush you at Subway, but at least... Subway I have experience with, and I know what I'm getting. Don't put well, Subway down. There will be down. no negative Subway talk in this. 
podcast. <laughs> I've got a subway across the street from me. Oh my god, you lucky bastard. Yeah. It's too easy. Only been only been once though. Go tomorrow. I think Valentine's Day is on a weekend too, isn't it? I don't isn't know. It Sunday? Thirteenth? Well, I always suggest a home cooked meal anyway. Uh that's Mallory, what we, that's what me and my wife do. Yeah, make Ryan cook for you. Uh if he needs any tips. I know I'm I'm a good cook. Uh, I think Dan Dan can cook. I, yep, I Corey cook can cook, meal. right? Saturday, Dan. That's right. Corey can cook. I will can't cook. Chicken so, and eggs. Yeah. If you if you want any tips on protein, Will's your guy. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I have a good uh scallop recipe. I know how to make a damn good steak if you have a cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I make Ryan cook for you. Yeah, definitely. You know? And then play video games together. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And then snuggle. Snuggle. Spoon. Yeah. You don't want to snuggle when you're playing video games. No. I need my space. Yeah, I, I like to get right up in the, yep. right up in the TV's face. Yep. <laughs> if it was another guy, we'd get in a fight. Cause you're Are right you guys up in the big space. spoon or the little spoon? Which do I like more or which am I? Which are you? I am more regularly the big spoon, but I like being the little spoon. <laughs> Here's nice. why I like being the little spoon. I don't like being cuddled. So that's why I like to face away from the other person. If they want to put their arms on me, that's fine. But when I'm like the big spoon and I'm like curled up with somebody, I can't breathe. Yeah. That's a Mirtha thing. Yeah, well, I was going to yeah. I was just going to say that me and my wife very rarely cuddle. Um but we both need our personal bubble of space. So it's perfect. It's very romantic on our own separate couches. Uh, <laughs> I think my my fiance and I are similar in that we both like uh, physical uh, PDA. Yeah, no, not public displays. She's actually <laughs> quite against that. Uh, but you know what I mean. Physical affection. Mm-hmm. We like to cuddle and whatnot. But yeah, I like being a little. Sp- Maybe it's because I'm so big. Yeah, you know that I like to be the little spoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I got. Gotcha. I don't know how we got derailed into being the little spoon, but <laughs> nothing wrong. A little cuddling. <laughs> we learned Eric wants to be the little. A little spoon. cuddle talk. <laughs> uh, email from Idaho Jake. Hey guys, as you might know or might already know, I bought an Xbox One, and I will say I'm not impressed with the game with it at a games <laughs> gamer standpoint. Its download and install is way slower than PS4 and 360, and I think the dashboard is way more confusing than both the PS4 and 360. <laughs> the controller for me is not better. They should have kept it the way the 360 controller was and just added the new features. Also, I feel like the menu button and the other button are a little too far away from the joystick and action buttons. Uh, for example, I try to pause the game and I hit hit plastic, then I have to take my eyes off the screen to hit the menu button. I haven't tried any of the TV aspects of the X-Bone, but I will sometime. I bought Dead Rising 3, and it's way better than the first two, and I think it has to do with the open world and custom vehicles. It is so fun to take a motorcycle and steamroller and make a zombie killing machine. But the downfall of the game is the time limit crap again. All, all in all, is it a fun game? It is a fun game. I think Elder Scrolls saw that Destiny had a lot of success with not having a subscription fee, and they changed their mind. And that made me happy, and I just might buy it now. Well, that's it for me later. So, cool. I do like the thumbsticks a lot better on the Xbox One controller. Yeah, I they do don't. Too, but those. they're still not perfect. They don't uh, rip though. They're not big enough. Yeah, I liked them a lot better than the 360 controller. And I put actually uh, Xbox One thumbsticks on my PS4 controller too, which I liked a lot better. Than yeah, that. I'm, I'm with you on that. My PS4 thumbsticks are kind of shredded. Are they? And I don't even. I use it for Netflix. So. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, the rubber on those is pretty bad. Shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I do like the Xbox One thumbsticks better, but they're still not big enough. Like when I play FIFA, my thumbs slip off constantly. Mm-hmm. It's and, and that's not good. No. You have FIFA. sweaty palms, there? No. 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 Yeah, I never got sweaty palms either. But me neither. I have a couple friends though that get really bad, disgusting, sweaty palms. Ew. And I feel rude. I don't want to be like you can't. I don't want you playing my video games because you sweat on my controllers. Yeah. I want names. <laughs> Lupica. I was gonna. I was gonna ask. Uh, he's got the worst. Like high five in him is gross. He's from Buffalo. Yeah. It's a sweaty. It's a sweaty people. Sweaty. Sweaty palm city. <laughs> sweaty people. Just all the stress. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Eric, you had said we had more feedback. Uh, yeah, one of them Not, is question of the week, so okay. we'll get to that. Actually, okay. they're both related to question of the week. Right. Uh, we'll read the part on the not question of the week one. It's the only question of the week. Oh, they're both question of the week? Yep. Okay. Uh, Tito sent a question of the week. He answered last week's and this week's, and oh, Jake has his question of the week answer also. Okay, so we'll just go on to question of the week then. Yeah. Uh, you want me to read them? Corey, what was the question of the week? QOT dubs. At what point did you realize you were more into video games than the average bear? Okay. Go ahead, Eric. All right, so we'll start with Jake. Um, He says, in 1985, we got a Nintendo but had older brothers. So in 1988, it was my turn, and I would skip school and church to play. Nice. You've been... uh, I know how skipping school to play video games goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Me and Eric both dropped out of college because we went uh, to Graham's house to play video games. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Uh, Tito in L.A. has an answer for last week's, which was a uh, game that you rage quit first or quit the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tito says, oh, man, too many to remember. Call of Duty is when I noticed I would embarrass m- myself when I raged online. Now I don't get as mad because I just embarrass myself. But I've broken so many controllers and just two weeks ago broke my Turtle Beach headphones when trying to solo Destiny's new raid. Oh, no. (laughs) A total of eight broken controllers and headphones. I mentioned it before, but I actually broke a controller with my bare hands. I didn't know I was capable of that. (laughs) Tito's a pretty even-keeled guy. I can't see Tito. So I was uh, quite surprised to hear that he busted his Turtle Beach headphones. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's yeah, quite the accomplishment though like yeah. even trying to solo that raid is having awesome. played games with tito and talked to him i just can't i can't even imagine him getting mad yeah but like you guys seems know, mellow. like uh any of you honestly like i can't imagine dan getting mad yeah same kind of thing yeah um so for this week's question of the week when did he realize he was into games more than other people um this is a nice answer when he started listening to the thumbstick athletes Um, He says, I needed an outlet, and most of my friends don't put in as much time towards video games. I really wanted to talk about video games and not feel embarrassed about it, and the podcast allows me to do that. Um, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about how my fiancé picks on me all the time. (laughs) Um, I don't like to bring up that I'm a huge gamer to coworkers or friends since they would probably roll their eyes or find find it childish. It's a guilty pleasure at the moment, but it's nice to see video games slowly becoming a more respected avenue for entertainment. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's very nice. Well, you you are yeah, safe with us, Tito. Oh, yeah. Safe yeah. with us. That's one of our big things too. Is uh, we kind of we kind of let the nerd flag fly a little bit. Oh my god! I was at uh, 
a meeting for work yesterday uh, with a bunch of, like, actually our, like, division manager and whoever's just below that, whatever, upper management. And uh, they, we always go around the room and introduce ourselves. And, and this time they threw in, what do you do outside of work? I said, well, I'm a co-host on a video game podcast. So I don't hide it. Did it draw any no. interest? I don't give no. a fuck. No, no. I know there's one guy in the room that well, just a, he probably wanted to ask me about oh, it. Okay, well, just about Conrad about a podcast, a podcast in general. Did they did it go over their heads? I don't think they really cared. Okay, so, somebody said, "Oh, that was the most <laughs> I got." Okay, <laughs> they they were there. It was work, basically. You know. Oh, okay. I was uh, I was at a party on Saturday, um, in the greater Utica area. Uh, trying to make friends. I don't know anybody. So I was trying to like meet people and hang out. And me and this one guy kind of hit it off a little bit. And uh, towards the end of the night, everyone was getting ready to go. And he's saying how he likes to play board games. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what board games do you play? And he started naming off board games. And it, like, it started at something relatively innocuous. Like, I think he said Catan, Settlers of Catan. Everybody knows Settlers of Catan. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like a great game. And then as he went down the line, he got slowly nerdier and nerdier <laughs> and got quieter and quieter. And then, like, the last thing he said was, like, we've even been known to play Dungeons & Dragons every now and again. <laughs> That's how I always say it, too, when I talk to people. And I was like, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> so you could and let him like, know that you were a kindred soul. Yeah, he's like, oh, man, it's so good to hear that. Like, I've never <laughs> known anybody else to, like, be into it. And I was like, hell yeah, man, just let me know. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It was cool. Um, Mike said Tito pretty much has his same answer. Okay, for question of the week. Yeah, because I don't think he submitted one, but I guess we'll just second that. Yeah, with him. Awesome. That's great, Corey. That is great. Okay, that was all. That was all you had on the. Yeah, okay. it's it's always good to strike a chord like that with somebody. I yeah. I always feel that way when I meet other Bills fans. Uh, I feel like I have immediately made a friend yep. that I can talk to. That's kind of relate. That's kind of how my uh, answer to the question of the week is going to okay. go when we get to it. Definitely. Uh, more question of the week answers. Valerie in Illinois. I don't think I like video games more than the average person in my teenage and younger years, but I definitely can feel the difference now that I'm older. I work for a company that offers a software slash service to help large tech companies with managing marketing funds between the tech companies and their global partners. We work with Sony sometimes and often get Sony related items in the mail, uh, official Sony Christmas card, thank you packages, etc. I figured out really quickly that I was one of the few people in the office that still plays video games when I was way more interested in the custom Christmas Sony card with Sony video game characters than, than anyone else. They didn't understand my excitement to see Altair, Sonic, and Little Big Planet Sackboy decked out in Christmas in Christmas gear on a card. Cool. That's so she's cool. she's she's like me, a uh, kind of a recent realization that you care more about video games than than other people. Fairly recently, anyway. Wait, you just re- recently realized that, Dan? Is no, that what you're saying? no, no. I'll explain when I get to my answer to the question of the week. Jesus, man. <laughs> We had uh we had a group of friends that we all played video games. So it like All right. So we were we were kind of uh in a video game loving echo chamber, if you will, cuz we all I love will. video games. Fair enough. Um but I'll get to it anyway. Okay. Uh and then Travis E, who we haven't heard from Travis in and a while. It's damn good to hear from Yeah, yeah. it is good to hear Great from Travis. Great to hear from Travis. I thought I had upset you somehow. Right. Well, we kind of did. No, we didn't. He'll, exp- 
He'll explain. Okay. Aww. Um, <laughs> uh, he says, I think there are two points in my childhood that made me realize I really love video games more so than most kids. I woke up about 3 a.m., went in the living room, and just started playing Simon's Quest. My dad came out because I had the volume cranked, asked what I was doing. He wasn't very happy. I, I just looked at him, and I wanted to get codes to write down in the back of the manual. Back in those days, you had to have codes to save your progress. For some reason, I had it in my mind that the more codes I had written down, the better I was at the game. The next moment was when my dad brought home the gold case Legend of Zelda. I really lost my shit when I said that, and I think I actually <laughs> failed one of my classes in school that year because of that game. It was great. It's a common theme here. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, also, real quick, I used to listen to your podcast quite a bit uh, when you first started, but because of work, I hadn't been able to listen to any podcasts anymore. Luckily, that changed. I've been able to start again, so imagine my surprise when I start listening again. You guys are talking about wanting to buy games for the Wii U. Last time I was, last time I listened to the podcast, you guys weren't very big fans of Nintendo. Anyway, great podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, it's good to have you back, Travis. Yeah. We definitely, uh, last year, all jumped on the Wii U, Wii U bandwagon a little bit. Yeah. Well, because there was a reason to. Yeah, uh, I didn't like it at first because there wasn't there wasn't anything uh, for me to play on it. I guess you could say they launched their consoles with nothing, so yeah. we were making fun of them. Yeah, here we are eating our words. <laughs> I mean, I figured that would happen. I mean, once the one- I, no, that's not. I don't think it's eating our words. It I, is for me. There wasn't there wasn't a reason to have a Wii U before last year. Right. There really wasn't. And then once the games came out that were worth playing and having a Wii U, like that's when we started to adopt it. Yeah, but I think we kind of made fun of it. Oh, oh absolutely. And I still make fun of it. <laughs> right. That hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's uh, Travis's answer. So thanks uh, again. Good to hear from you, Travis. Haven't haven't heard from you in a while. Glad glad you're back with us. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Will, why don't you get started? Uh, there's kind of two. Question of the week. Like, one of them is doing this podcast because it's kind of like with you. Like, me and my friends all just kind of, you know, played video games a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like, doing this podcast definitely made me realize that I'd like them and appreciate them way more than others. Another one would be when I was, like, eight years old or something like that. And I had my PlayStation 1 memory card with my, my Final Fantasy Tactics data on it. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, all my guys at level 99 and all the classes mastered and stuff like that. And,. I remember. I don't remember if it was Corey, but he made a comment about how that was pretty impressive at my young age that I I, I did all of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was another moment. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, it's one of my favorite games. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, being at a young age and playing those games and beating you know deep RPGs mm-hmm. definitely made me realize that I like video games more than the average person. Excellent. All right, Eric. <laughs> um. I don't know as if there's a moment, but uh, I guess I, I was going to talk about um, probably the week that your parents went out of town was a big one where we sat around and played EverQuest mm-hmm. the entire week. Yeah. And I skipped an English test in college. The entire week. The Literally en- no, the, the entire week. En- the entire week. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a big one um, in my gaming career. Um and then also uh, probably going over to Graham's house all the time instead of going to class. I was really going to tie it into skipping class. Yeah. And how video games are more important to me <laughs> than going to college. I just remember. <laughs> Which is upsetting. For, 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 I don't know why, but for remember going to Graham's and for whatever reason we hadn't showered for a long time, so we would take his Febreze and spray it on our <laughs> groin area. <laughs> 
I can see you guys doing we, that. We'd sleep over there for like days. Oh man, I fucking totally forgot about that. I don't know what made me think of that. Oh, I, I for I was freezing some clothes, and I was like. Hey, I remember taking Gramps of Breeze and just covering my groin area with it. <laughs> your, your groinules. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, hey, Graham, borrow your, borrow your Febreze and Febreze my nuts. Spritz, spritz. Yeah. Spritz. Okay. It's probably but, not good to spray in your nuts. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, it was on the clothing. It wasn't, I didn't spray it in my pants or anything. I don't know why I hadn't showered in a while. That's yeah, just... but I guess I would finish by saying that the podcast has really, uh, confirmed that yeah i guess i would say yep um but yeah okay good stuff Corey. um i've there there's been multiple moments throughout my life where i've realized i am more into video games than the average bear um but i think the first one would be like maybe middle school late elementary school uh when i would like fish for invites from my friends to their houses that had like Super Nintendo before we had it, or you know, PlayStation N64 before we had it, um, solely so I could play their video games. Not because I like actually wanted to hang out; I just wanted to play their video games. And even when I invited friends over, it was under the guise that they, they their were system. bringing their video game yeah. systems. Um, and like, I'd go over there, and my one friend Kyle, who I've known almost my whole life. Um, I can very specifically remember me going over to his house, and he had, like, the Donkey Kongs on Super Nintendo. Uh, and that's all I wanted to play, but he, like, would want to watch David Letterman and stuff. And we were, like, eight or nine years old. Who watches David Letterman at eight or nine years old? Yeah, I still don't. I don't know. I just wanted to play video games, like, the whole night. And then, like, we'd go and watch Letterman, and I'd be so anxious and annoyed and bored and just want to play Donkey Kong. And then, like, he'd, like, go to bed, and then I'd just go and use his nintendo Mm -hmm. play his super nintendo um that was a lot of my life was just like hanging out with my friends so i could play their video game systems Mm -hmm. (laughs) mooching yeah attaboy i see how it is yeah (laughs) eric had a lot of video games dan what do you remember when our cousins i don't know what happened but they gave up their video games and gave us a like whole bag of all their nes games yeah that was great. It was great because it was a whole new library that we never had access to before. It was one of the happiest days of my life. Yeah. <laughs> sure it was. My <laughs> God. <laughs> Sounds amazing. They, maybe their system broke or something. And they didn't. Yeah, I don't know. That was you know, before trade-ins and stuff, obviously. So I think they just handed they, us over We got over a there. ton of games out of that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all, Corey? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me... I, I mean, I had similar moments to Corey when I was younger, uh, you know, why, but really like a lot of my friends were also into video games too. So I never really felt like it was something a little different until uh, when I started working at Wegmans. Because even like the jobs I had had before, before I worked there um, were with friends uh, who I knew, who I played, you know, a lot of times played video games with. So I would talk to them about it. Uh, but when I started meeting like a lot of new people, um, like Eric said, when when you found out that someone that you had just met at the, you know at a new job like video games, it's an instant bond like that. You know, yeah. all of a sudden you have all this stuff you can talk about, like what games, what systems, um, and and that's when I kind of realized that was. I mean, it wasn't recent, but it was probably six, seven years ago. Um, and that was when I realized that I really do care more 
than the average person about video games. That's sort of why I applied at GameStop, because going to another job after quitting my last job, like fitting in with people like i don't have a problem fitting with people but yeah. it's also so much easier when there's when a there's common, common thing interest yeah, ab- yeah around it because if i worked at a restaurant like i don't care about anything there yeah exactly like at gamestop like everybody there likes video games yeah. otherwise you wouldn't be there so. yeah so that that's that's when i when i kind of realized yeah dan did i not What's include up? chase's feedback uh oh i yeah you did i just missed it this is chase when i was 15 in school people i didn't know uh, would know what I didn't know would know would refer <laughs> when I was 15 in school people I didn't know would refer their friends to me if they wanted to wanted to know video game information I think that's how it was it was weird yeah that's how it was supposed to supposed to go yeah. there's an extra would know I think in there so he felt it was weird that people were referring him to people that he didn't know yeah Right. For video game information. Right, right, right. He was video game guy. Yep. He was yeah. video game guy in his high school. Game informer Chase. Yep. <laughs> I, I got a lot of that recently. Did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Oh, ask Corey. He's a gamer. <laughs> Say that. This is a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing. It was more... Uh... Condescending? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what bothered me you, about you it. You should have punched him. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I don't think people realize, like... Yeah, you know, we we act like idiots a lot of times on this podcast, but a lot of times we have, like, intelligent conversations about games, and Mm -hmm. and that's a possible... You can do that, you know? Yeah, you can. My God. I still say, anyone that consumes fiction of any kind cannot not criticize... Well, anyone, really, but if you consume any kind of fiction, you can't criticize video games for not being a valid form of entertainment. We already talked about the ultimate form. Yeah, so... All right, Corey... Um, did we read Val in New York? No. We didn't hit no, that one yet, did I, we? I, I did not see it. Okay. I've got it here. I don't know why it's not showing up for you guys. But... I don't know. Will and I both looked and neither of us saw it. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. So this, this is from Val in New York. I realize that I game more than the average bear every summer starting at the age of six or seven. While all of my friends were outside riding bikes and playing, you could find me glued to the old TV in my grandma's house playing Super Nintendo from the time I arrived at 8 or 9 a.m. to the time I left at 4 or 5 p.m. I was also the only girl I knew who spent most of my time playing video games. Even now, many of my friends and coworkers are shocked by or would be shocked to know about my gaming habits. Cool. Yeah, it's true. She whoops up on you in Smash, too. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I okay. had to bring it up. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I, I know I suck at Smash. But Dan I make up for constantly, it. I make, constantly demasculated. I, I make up for it with my Mario Kart ability. It's true, you are. I forgot to talk about. It. I played a lot of Mario Kart online this week. Did you? Yeah. Um, People are still playing that online. Oh yeah, oh, I'll talk man. about it briefly. Um, what's What's cool is uh, when, when you're when you're playing online, you get to see the country and like area that the other people are from i always play worldwide so there there's usually a lot of people from like france and then like scandinavia on there um and then obviously japan i haven't played with many people from south america occasionally get someone from brazil uh on there but uh for the most part when you're playing mario kart online there's like two or three people that are way better than everyone else and will just crush everyone I'm usually one of those people. All right. Um, I usually finish first or second in most of the races, but I got into this group of people where 
Uh, probably the top eight people all could have easily won every race. Really? Uh, so in that, in that, that was fun because if you got hit with a shell, like if you were in first or second, you'd be in not like ninth place immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how good everyone was. And that was a lot of, it was a lot of fun because usually, like I said, it was, it was a three way or two way battle for first place. Um, but this was like a seven or eight person battle for first place and it was a lot of fun. How'd you fare? I don't know. I finished second. A co- I never finished first. I finished second a couple times, but mm-hmm. I also finished like seventh a couple times. Yeah. So that's pretty cool having people that are all really good. Yeah, it was a blast. I, When's that new batch of DLC come out? March. I think May. It, I think it's May. I think it's on like around the year anniversary of Mario Kart Eight. That's exciting. Yeah. I hope they announce more because I'll buy it. <laughs> I will too. I I love that game to death. The DLC took up all my remaining hard drive space on my Wii U. I gotta buy an external hard drive for mine. Yeah, they're not very expensive. I just have to have money for it. Yeah, <laughs> same here. All right, Corey. Question of the week for next week. Uh, so this one's a little bit out there. Um, if you could make any local or franchise business sell video games, consoles, and video game accessories, what would it be and why? Um, so I'm thinking like any rest, if you like to go to like Olive Garden and you can come up with a compelling reason why Olive Garden should sell video games. Um, let's hear it. That requires any thought. business, any business you can think of. I can think of one pretty easy. What would you like to see sell video games and why? Okay. All right. I like it. You justify it in your own way. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, next week's episode will be our 4 in February selection. Um, we're probably going to post on the website all of our games So, because we're going to do the same. The three games are picked by the other athletes and then one picked by the uh, by the fan vote. Did We picked three or four for the fan vote last time, didn't we? I don't think we For that. them to choose from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we each picked, I think, three that they could pick from. Okay, so maybe we'll we'll... we'll figure that out and get it posted on the website obviously hopefully way before way before next week's episode uh, well, i don't like to do that we'll stuff have to for wait till after next week's episode right to determine what no games we're picking are leftover? We're, we're picking next week's episode well yeah yeah but if if we're picking oh the games, I, see, I see what you're saying yeah, we'll, we'll 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 discuss and figure it out um but if you want us to pick because there's four of us if you want us to pick your four in February games uh, in next week's feedback, you can list your your backlog, and we can pick the games for you if you want to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fun. And hold you to those games. I'll pick the longest one. Hold your feet to the fires. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for episode one eighty three of Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. Where can you find us? Oh, thank you. I'm glad you reminded me because I completely <laughs> forgot. It's my new task. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Thumbstick Athletes is our Facebook page. Our Twitter feed is Twitter.com slash TS Athletes or at capital T, capital S Athletes. ThumbstickAthletes.com is our website. Uh, we've been posting a lot more content with more frequency on our website, so uh, check back more frequently. We also have an Amazon banner on there if you're going to make an Amazon order. Just click through our banner. Uh, even though it says PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii, I've been trying to get an updated one. Uh, you can get a PS4 or Xbox One banner, uh, but it says pre-order on there. No. <laughs> they haven't updated them. I don't know what the wow, problem that's is. That's really weird. Yeah. Pre order the banner. Yep. So right. <laughs> if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at six zero seven five two seven zero five four seven. Uh and then or email us directly at thumbstickathletes at gmail dot com. Cool. That's where you can find us. 
Uh, do we have any idea on when next episode is going to be? I do not. Okay, well, we'll let you know as soon as we find out. Like us and share us. Like us and share us. Uh, write reviews, too. Uh, Stitcher, is there a review thing? I think I asked this last week, but is there a review thing on TuneIn Radio? No. No. So, yeah. Not that I know Review on Stitcher. Review on iTunes. Uh, That helps get the word out. Check out the YouTubes. Yep. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube. Watch my poor gameplay. Well, we're going to figure out a a YouTube strategy for you. Okay. Please do. Word. All right. That'll do do it for episode 183 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. Yeah!